Because it's your year and this is your shit. You can say hello to my co-host, Hallie. Hello. I'm so excited to be back. I'm like overjoyed. I have told you all week. I'm excited to have you in my head. So here we are. You're in my yeah, head. Um, in my ears. Been, it's been a minute. And if well, Taylor and I are just like in like really weird moods today. So podcasting is gonna get us out of that weird mood. I'm really excited for it. I know. It's been a funk. And I think it's like like we said on Instagram, holidays were the holidays. And I just feel like the beginning of the year is just cold and dreary. So then it makes you cold and dreary. But yeah, I mean, nothing really new in the the Taylor home. What about you, Hallie? Anything great to report on? <laughs> <laughs> Before we started recording, Taylor and I basically had like a 30-minute vent slash therapy session. So when she asked me like anything you want to share, I'm like, do not say what I want to say. <laughs> everything sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm dying inside. Um, no, uh, everything's good. Holidays are holidays. You know, family is family. And yeah, you know, it, it was all made better because the Harry Potter uh, reunion came on. So, Oh my God, what a start to the year. What a start. Like, I sobbed. Sobbed the whole time. They knew what they were doing. No, like they it, it was knew. beautiful. They captured 2022 from the start. The Friends reunion should have learned something from Harry Potter. Yeah, I wanted more from the Friends reunion. Like, I was excited, but when <laughs> when I, I saw the level that Harry Potter was at, I was like, oh, we could have done more. And Hallie and I were texting during this, and we were not in a good spot. Like, we no, were I was crying sobbing. on the couch. It, nothing was nothing was doing well. But yeah, but yeah that, it's been great. Yeah, here we are. Well, we are back with our first book of the year, which is Be Still My Heart by Allie. This is your Sav <laughs> R. Miller, my girl, and Emily McIntyre. And I'm really excited because Sav and Emily are like best friends. And one, I think it's really cool to write a book with your best friend. I don't know how they do it. I have a lot of logistical questions here. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if you did this and this happened. I was trying to pick out like what parts Sav wrote. Thank you. That's what I was saying. I was like, 2022, I was like going to be like new year, new us. Like I wouldn't be ridiculous (laughs) and jump ahead in the podcast. But I'm already like, who wrote this? (laughs) (laughs) And I I wonder if I like have a critique. Like who's who's coming for me? Like we'll see. We'll see. Mystery is there. We will see who it is. And we also talked to Sav recently about maybe her and Emily coming on the podcast. I mean, we're just manifesting, okay? And she is down for it. So maybe, like, the two besties can then join us, who are also two besties, and we can bring podcast eliteness to our our listeners is what I'm just thinking. just have a menage a trois. (laughs) But there's four, so what is that? A menage a... <laughs> I don't know the French word for. Un, deux, trois. Cat. Quattro. Right? Quattro. <laughs> I think it's cat, but it's okay. Whatever. I Probably not. All right. Well, we won't do this to you guys. We'll get into this. 
when we were both reading it, it's just this whole other level, at least for me, Hallie, and I, I think for you too, taking a, like a mur murder mystery and making it romantic. Both of us got stuck, I think, on different things. Hallie was very relationship with them. The feelings. Was, <laughs> Are we surprised? <laughs> and I was like, give me the motherfucking answer. Nuggets. Give me the like, nuggets. Was, give me the nuggets. Where's my Chick-fil-A tray? <laughs> give me my dipping sauces because I would be like, that's eh, great. Lincoln and Sloan. Whatever. Moving on. Who's the killer? <laughs> <laughs> I would text, I would text Sally and I was like, they got me up to the end. Like, and it's like, I wanted it to be this big twist. And Hallie finally told me, she was like, Taylor, this is not a Stephen King novel. <laughs> it's not, it's, at the end of the day, it is a romance story. It's a romance story. Like no one's trying to trick you. Like your nuggets are leading you in the right direction. But also like your, the nuggets were there. I, I am proud of myself. I did figure out this book. I think I made a lot of good connections but you, yes, I think I mean, you got so lost in the nuggets that you like, you know what I mean? Like you were going I, I way knew, too deep with the nuggets. And I was like, no, bring it back, honey. Bring it back. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like I get, we both guessed, I won't spoil it four seconds in, but we both guessed who the killer was. No, because spoiler warning's not here yet. So don't, don't Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. We both knew who the killer was. We guessed it. Um, and Hallie was like, I trust myself. I know I'm right. And I was like, it's not. Like up until like the it's last not because okay Taylor read this Taylor read this like a normal person and read it over like a certain amount of days so she like was four, ahead of like me four days yeah um I was up till three thirty in the morning and I binge read it all in one night and yeah I like I just finished it this morning so um yeah I was just like nope I know. And Taylor's like, no, you know, you don't know. You think you know. She's trying to throw me off. You think you know, <laughs> but you don't. Like, it makes you – you think you trust yourself, but then you're like, do I? And I was like, no, I do. I trust myself. I trust myself, and I know it's going to happen. And I literally – like, Hallie and I text this stuff. Like, that's how this podcast even came about was we text each other, and now we just talk about it live. Um, I wanted to slap her. Like, I was like – no, don't trust yourself. Be misled. Let me mislead you. Like I, because I was, I was misled. I didn't want to trust my nuggets. I didn't want to trust it. You didn't it. trust the nuggets. I, How I dare you? you I know, know better. I know better. And now I will, I will never, ever not go with my gut ever again. That's the truth. There it is. If I've learned something already in 2022 from a book, it's, it's, it's that. Trust my we nuggets. We had a lot of um, requests to do this book. I think more than any other book we have done um either one people are like i'm so excited to read this it's been on my list forever and now i'm gonna read it or two it's been like please do this i love this book oh my gosh it's so good and with that being said i think it's time to get into our ratings of what yeah. what we thought maybe what would you rate this book all around all around four stars all around that's what i chose as well i yeah i said four stars and just for like let's get it spoiler free right now General overview, if you haven't read it yet and you just want to hear us talk about it, um, basically the book is about a detective named Sloan who goes to this island, Skelm Island, because there's been a murder. 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 <laughs> murder. <laughs> Y'all better just buckle over the accents because it's going to be all day. All I was, day. I was already talking to Hallie and I was like, all night. And she was like, we're not even, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't yet. know. I don't know. <laughs> I was up all night reading. I was up all night. I feel like, oh God, what's your name? And um, freaking 
No, the movie uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio, his wife. Wolf of Wall Street, Mario yes. Robbie. And she's like, it's going to be short skirts. <laughs> <laughs> <Does> all, daddy. <laughs> all day or something with no panties. <laughs> hi, Rocco. Mommy, say hi, Rocco. <laughs> I love that part. So <laughs> when she's like, who, 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 you <laughs> fucking owl? <laughs> Who's actually- Vienna? <laughs> The fucking city. Okay, back up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that movie. Now I want to watch it. Um. Anyways, I don't even. Oh, the synopsis here. Um. Basically, there's Detective Sloan, who's a girl, and she is going to Scalm Island to investigate the murders. And she, uh, there, she meets Lincoln Porter, who was a lobster farmer, lobster Por- fisherman, a Porter Lobster Co. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And basically, turns into like this whole like serial killer. Thing and they're solving the case. And they're it is a it. case. Let me tell you. This is a case for the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's really good. It's basically like a sexy, smutty Criminal Minds episode. Yes. I loved um, your description of that. I've had a lot of people DMS being like, oh, it's this book about. And I have said exactly that. And they're like, ooh, interesting. I love it. Um, yes. But before we get into any more, what was your spice rating? Okay, I only gave this like a three out of five chili peppers. Okay, so I gave it a two. It's probably more along the lines of a three. And the only reason I gave it a two is because, again, I was so focused. <laughs> yeah. You also like didn't care about this much. Yeah, I got book. to a point where I was like, yeah, it's great. Like, they're fucking, this is awesome. I'm like, got I it. love it. Yes, daddy, more. <laughs> like, I literally was, but I was like, who the fuck killed him? Like, yeah, I, no, I, I was, I was mm. not. <laughs> Here's what I will say, though. I thought, which Sav and Emily do this very well in all their books. To me, it was the perfect amount of smut. It wasn't too much where it took away, because there was a big plot going on. Like like you said, you were almost like more invested in like the whole murder mystery and her background than like necessarily the smut. But I thought it was just enough. Like it wasn't too much. It didn't take away from the story. It was very even. I loved it. Yeah, but I gave it three. All right. Well, I guess this, Hallie, are we going to say that this is our spoiler-free warning? And Oh, no. Uh, trigger. Sorry, guys. We're old and rusty and don't know how to podcast. Any trigger warnings? I don't know. Um, trigger warnings. You know, I feel like the book kind of speaks for itself if you read the synopsis. Um, but just to be clear, this is a murder mystery. So there is murder, right? Um, graphic details of killing and all that. There is also themes of child abuse, sexual abuse. Um, I just think like violence in general. Violence in general, yeah. I mean, it it can be a triggering book. So just make sure like, as always, you know, we try to give you these, but make sure you Google them or look them up yourself before you start a book. Um, What may not be triggering for us may be triggering for you. So as always, we respect that and try to do our best. And without further ado, I think this is your spoiler warning because we're about to get into this book breakdown. Yeah, we are. So, bell time. It's, it's here. <laughs> so, yes, 
like we said, we read Be Still My Heart. <laughs> Be Still My Heart. And we do. We meet Lincoln. He is Hallie's dream person of a 29-year-old grumpy and stubborn man. Okay, he wasn't at first, but like, yeah, like he is like this grumpy, sassy asshole that like can can just the thought of like an inconvenience just like sends him into like a tailspin. And like that's how yes. I am every day. I know. know. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I totally get it. My favorite thing about him was his dog, Golden Retriever. Monet. Monet. Fucking Monet. I loved him. And, and, wait. And for, because this is my only Monet, like, little bit in my notes, is Monet, when he's, uh, he speaks German to Monet. Right. He's like, higher. Higher. (laughs) Higher. (laughs) Nine. Yeah, and I really did love how, like, again, this is going to be not, like, a start-to-finish book breakdown, probably more of a discussion. So we're going to jump around. Again, we're assuming you've read the book. Um, I did love how, like, anytime Sloan, like, in the beginning, like, Sloan would, like, because Monet loved Sloan, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, anytime she would be like, oh, my God, a good boy. He's like, don't talk to my dog. Do not touch my dog. Get That's, over here. That is Stephen on. <laughs> don't be nice to him. Hendrix is, <laughs> Hendrix needs to be, you know, a good boy. Yeah. Like, I think he was also, like, jealous that, like, she was so nice to the dog, but, like, they were just kind of assholes to each other. You know? She wasn't next to him. He even <laughs> says it. He's like, I wish she would like me like that. Yeah. Like, but yeah. I thought but, it was funny. So the more we learn about Lincoln is he is aging out of his Navy SEALs contract. So he came home to, what, what did you call it? Skelm? Skelm I Island. I said Skelm Island. That's what I said. Like, Skelm. Okay, good. Yes. I, Steven was looking at it and he goes, Sklem? <laughs> I was like, what? Like, Flem? <laughs> yeah, he was like, old Sklem Island. Sklem. <laughs> so I kind of like, I have like my synopsis of him of just being like this guy, kind of a little, he's struggling. I think there's maybe a little military PS, PTSD. Yeah, he's an ex-Navy SEAL. Yeah, and he's got big family tension just in general. His mom is a little overbearing. I love Ma. I loved his mom. The, yeah. She provided the humor that this book needed for me. I was just dying. Um, but yeah, he's got, he's very close to his mom and his sister, Daisy. And he's a loner. He, oh, yeah. Through and and he lives on the outskirts of town. Yeah, he like wanted to move to an island with like no cell phone service. But then like his mom like made him get a landline so she could call him all the time, which they do. They call him all the time and like wake him up. and They're like him. up his ass. Like I love <laughs> yeah. I did actually love it because he's like, <sighs> and then hello. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Lincoln. You know, he's very rough around the edges. Yeah. But he's got a lot of trauma himself. Which throughout this whole book, I will say that's it's such a nugget book. Um, so like if you're a note taker well, to connect the dots, keep the have that because you don't learn everything about Lincoln and you don't learn everything about Sloan until literally, I mean the very end. The very end. You're like, okay, now I have a big old bow. Like it's yeah. it's a lot. So yeah. Lincoln, he is hot. I'll give it to you. Um, he has got his black hair and his tattoos on his arms. That he's in his Cavill, chest. I'm just saying. Well, okay. So before this, Hallie was like, "Did you do um, a fan cast?" And I obviously did it because I don't know how to podcast anymore. And <laughs> she was like, "Okay, who do you think?" And I was like, "She's like, I'm gonna freak out if you say the same thing." And I was like, "Uh, I don't know, like Henry Cavill." And she was like, "What?" And I was yeah. like, "The same brain, bitch." Like, yeah. I was like, on it. And the girl. Sloan is you're gonna die is gonna be what's her name Alexandria Daddario <gasps> you chose her okay but look I think what it is there's a movie with 
Henry Cavill as like a detective and Alexander Daddario is like a psych profiler and they work on a case together of a serial killer. And Henry Cavill's character is very much like he's has trauma. He's all hard up and like loner and like wants to work alone. And like basically they end up falling in love, right? So like this whole book like gave me that vibe. And I think that just like solidified that cast for me. Yeah, for sure. I actually like that you did that because her eyes are piercing. Like she, mm-hmm. she is. She's a striking mm-hmm. human. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So really the first half of the book, we're just kind of getting used to like Lincoln's whole entire day. Like he goes out lobstering early in the morning. His mom or sister calls him to annoy the shit out of him. He, you know, has um, a nephew named Charlie. And his best friend, Gabe, is married to his sister, Daisy. So the first couple chapters we meet and before it gets like, dun, 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 Gabe is kind of, to explain him a little bit, he's like this. Gabe and Daisy are not in a good no, and part Gabe of is, their life. Like, They're not in a good marriage. He, the thing that irritated me the most was when they just had Charlie and like obviously like Daisy is tired like every new mom is and I'm not saying new dads are not tired but when he's like I think I'm like taking on some of that like I'm you know I she's have male t- postpartum yeah and it's like maybe but well, like I'm sure that I'm sure like okay but like also no I immediately I hated Gabe I just really did I he was like out drinking and like he doesn't come home because he's a cop and so he doesn't come home from like his shifts and like he stays at like like Gabe finds him sleeping in his boat like yeah and Daisy's already called him and is like where's my husband he's like I don't fucking know oh wait he's on my boat and it's just like dude what the fuck are you doing I immediately was like Gabe is sus yeah Gabe he's just all together like a just hot mess He's a hot mess. And I wanted to, like, here's the thing. I wanted to root for him. I wanted him to get better, right? I was like, come on, man. In the end, I did have a heart for him. Yeah. But in, like, leading up to that, I was just like, no, it's like, you are so, no. You are are bad. You are bad news. You're not doing a good thing at all. Like, you're not being a good dad. You're not being a good friend. You're just nothing. So – like Callie said, Lincoln finds him sleeping on his boat, and he's like, whatever, we're rolling out to go lobstering, man. Come on. For the lobsters. The lobsters. So they've, been, they've been friends for 20 years. We kind of get there a little bit of a backstory, all of this. And then as Lincoln is pulling up the first trap on his lobstering land, <laughs> there is a body stuck in the trap. Dun, dun, dun. His trap. A dead his. body. A dead body. Ultimate. Oh, ultimate. Poor gra- poor gal. So then I just did um not that it's not that murder's funny in any sense, but like I did was like kind of like laughing the fact that it's like the old biddies at the church. I yeah, I was <laughs> you like know? y'all gonna get what you- this is what <laughs> yeah. happens. Y'all better not. Like they're gonna come after you. Yes, they will. Like y'all better stop with your little gossip <laughs> shit because you don't know who's watching. Like I really was. I was like God bless. This is my grandmother. The poor old ladies. No, this yeah. is my grandmother at the church. Just, <laughs> this is Omi. This is Omi right here. <laughs> Ultimate Omi May. Yeah. Like, God. So then they examine the body, they pull her up, and then they realize, which is something that happens. So nugget, folks. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. <laughs> I'm here. A language that's not I'm, ours. I'm here. Signasty. Fatum to him. Sure. <laughs> sounds good to me. Do you know what it sounds like a spell to me? 
Like yeah. every time it would come up, I'd be like, it's a nasty fuck. Well, you know, uh, Dave Wilson, tool. the cop, is like, oh, by the way, he was like chanting it like a spell. And I'm like, yes. Excuse me? Here's my thing. Lincoln, yes. Yeah, so we're jumping, but Lincoln gets, um, you know, they, they report it in. We get to the police station, blah, blah, blah. And they're being such fucking assholes to Lincoln. He said, hey, there's a body on my boat. Like, I, he didn't try to hide it. Yeah, like, they immediately think he's the person of interest. But, like, Gabe Wilson, his best friend of 20 years, this is this is a flag. This is a red fucking flag. He's like, oh, well, Officer Wilson said that you were doing, you were summoning the devil by saying this. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, what is going on? So it's just, <sighs> Gabe, man. All right. So then all of that, we then learn This case more. now brings in the girl. Sloan, who is an FBI agent. Um. We learned a little bit about Sloan, and it was a background I was not expecting. I literally reread when she's talking because I was like, oh, that happened to you. Okay. I was also expecting this to, like, come up more, but then, like, it didn't. So, but whatever. Well, and yeah, because I was like, well, maybe – whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe it's all connected. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's all connected. I have no idea. I, that's what I thought. Honestly, I was yeah. like, the killer's back. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So – she is in a therapy appointment. Um, we learn that she um, was uh, held captive by a serial killer in Portland called the Portland Dresser for 38 hours. And um, she is being put in these therapy like, sessions therapy to sessions be cleared to, so she right. can now work. Right. And um, she in this is like, yeah, he was nice. Like she's, she's You got see some- how like – She's a little weird, like, but also to do this job, I mean, I feel like we've all, I mean, we've all watched Criminal Minds. We've all watched right. Hannibal, like all these things. Like we know to this job, there is a certain darkness that they definitely have within themselves to be able to think like a killer, right? They find yeah. the psychotic mind so interesting and she, that's what it is. She's a little creepy little nerd with Side and she's, like, very desensitized. Like, you know what I mean? She's yes. like, oh, I see dead bodies all the time, so I don't care. And the killer commented on her eyes, and that was the thing of the Portland dresser. He liked to kill you and then take your eyes and save them in jars. And dress so, you up like a doll. And dress Creepy. you up like a little doll. So he sat there in the basement and um, brushed her hair, and it was kind of odd. So we kind of jump forward. She gets cleared by Dr. Alabaster. She is now put assigned to this case with her partner, Alex, on – Scale Island, um, which people, here's your first nugget. When she gets to Scale Island, she is like all weird about it. She's like, mm, I'm here finally. Yeah, like this already, like, whole, she's like, she lives like one hour away, I think, from Scale Island. So, like, she doesn't sleep very well. Obviously, I mean, she's, I love how, like, in the beginning of the book, she's like, screw therapy. Therapy's for broken people. I don't fucking need it, which, Okay, honey, calm down. But two, it's like she definitely is triggered and she's not doing as fine as she says she is. And she would get up in the middle of the night with these nightmares and she would like take – she would go sit on the ferry and like stare at Scalm Island. Like she already had this like natural draw to Scalm Island. For some reason that she couldn't explain. Right. And so when she finally gets there, she's like, this is like weirdly familiar and spooky, but, feel, but familiar. Yeah, it's <sighs> – that was my first nugget that it was like, something's going on. So we get, like we said, they're at the police station. This is when Sloan and Lincoln meet for the first time. Um, they're immediately like, whose dick's bigger? 
Like they're very, very stubborn. They're very not um, cordial to each other at all. He is like, very against the cops, which Hallie made a good point. His, because my thought, I was like, well, if he has nothing to hide, why is he being this way? And then Hallie pointed out, we learned later that Lincoln's dad, when he died, he flipped his car, right, Hallie? Yeah, he was in a car accident. And then like by the time they, like they called it in, like somebody called it in, it took them like 30 minutes for the cops to even like show up while his dad is like in this ditch. And Scum Island is a very, very small island. Like it's a very small police unit. The Basically, yeah, the police here are not good. You see this a lot. Like if you watch crime documentaries or crime shows, right? It's like the small town cops that like everything kind of slips through the cracks. And th that's what Lincoln knows of, of the cops here. And it, he has this kind of chip on his shoulder regarding his dad but also his best friend morgan growing up who went missing like nothing ever came of it like they didn't really ever figure out what happened and so he, yeah he has a chip on his shoulder with the cops like he doesn't believe they are worth anything no at all so they meet each other for the first time sloan um rolls in and she says what the signasty factum to him means and it it means um you've sealed your fate this is a reoccurring thing that happens in the book. Just keep that, like, you know, in your back pocket. Chew on I that. I really love this first interaction. This is where I picked up that, like, something is – she definitely has something here is because she immediately feels a familiarity with him, and he also feels a familiarity with her just by, like, looking. Yep. And he's immediately drawn by her to her eyes, right? Her and eyes. And I was like, this is a nugget. They know each other. I don't know how, but they do. Yeah, and I just, like, couldn't think, like – we will say, like, I, I just did not want to trust myself. I mean, I have all these nuggets right now. I literally have a list that says nugget list. And I did not want to trust what I was reading because I was ready for, like, this big crazy twist. But, yeah, this is a romance novel. And here we are. We get this flashback when, like, Lincoln looks at her eyes and they're, like, this electric blue. Who the nugget is looks like Morgan Jensen's, who is the girl that is missing, who is also the light housekeeper's daughter and then i had another nugget because lincoln moved into his house now because it was close to the lighthouse hmm lots of things here folks yep the whole point is they want to look at his boat sloan isn't like just fucking let me look at the boat and this is my favorite fucking part of i think the whole book it was they were going back and forth at this point and she holds a him at gunpoint and she makes him aware that she will arrest him for an obstruction of justice. And she knows how bad business will be. And he can't afford he can't afford it. So she he's like, let's go, killer. I love Sloan's character. I have yes. a huge girl crush on her. She's just as sassy as Lincoln, right? But I have a lot of respect for her in this book because as a woman in what am I trying to say? I cannot speak today. Male-dominated occupation, right? Right. And even, like, when she first comes into the interrogation room, like, the male cops there are immediately like, oh, don't look at the picture. It's like, you're a woman. She's like, fuck off. Like, I actually hate all of you. Let me do what I want. <laughs> yeah. And she's also ranked higher than them. I just loved her. I'm your boss, bitch. She is. She's such a boss bitch. And... Yeah, I just – I have a girl crush on Sloan. I, I really do. No, I really liked her, and I would love, like, if I was missing, if Sloan would be the one that was searching for me because I know she'd find me. <laughs> That's how I felt. Yeah. So as we go, a few days pass after the boat. They look at the boat. They've stripped it. He's pissed about it. Um, but basically, at this point, Lincoln is pretty much 
cleared to ascend. When Sloan comes to town, you really start to see how inadequate these cops are and like something's weird. Right. right. Well, they didn't take pictures of the boat. They didn't do anything. Only one cop searched his boat. Like, there's a lot of just, like, inconsistency. And they showed up to the boat. One, the boat's named Captain Morgan after huh. Morgan Jensen. And two, the boat had been, like, cleaned. Spotless. Oh, completely. And she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, yeah, they never came out. And she was like, what do you mean they never came out? He was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That was that. So he just kind of moves forward with it. So he... Then, um, as he's like getting groceries at his house, so he's home and he's like bringing in his groceries, and you know he's bamboozled once again by who? Detective Sloan. <laughs> and here she is. She comes up for the first time, and it's like she's trying to butter him up. She's trying to use her little, you know, hot girl status to be like, maybe I can get something out of him. And he's like, this isn't gonna work on me, honey. And she was like, yeah, for sure. Bam! Here's a search warrant for your house. I'm gonna go into your house now. <laughs> Again, like she is such a boss ass yes. bitch. Um, Sloan wants an alibi for Lincoln to like officially clear him. Um, so she, he's like, I was at Petey's, which is like the local dive bar in town. And Sloan goes there and she says like, I'm going to go speak to some of the locals and also like the manager, the bartender, whoever was there. So then we meet, I pronounced her name as Issa. Yeah. Sounds yep. good. Yep. Pronounced her name as Issa. And she is the bartender slash owner of Petey's, and she also notices her eyes. Yeah. So we get, like, more backstories and go on, but basically, right, it's like they had a little five-friend five, five friend group. It was, like, Oliver, Gabe, the husband. Oliver is also the police officer we meet in, like, the first scene that's questioning Lincoln, Officer Clip. Klepsky, is that his name? Klepsky, that's what I said. Um, yeah. So it was like Oliver, Gabe. Oliver and Gabe are now cops. Then we have Issa and Lincoln and Morgan. And Issa and Morgan were like two BFFs running around. Yes. And she notices. She also notices. And she's like, oh. And I literally was. I was like, this is when I, at this point in the book, I was like. <gasps> There's more here to this There's story. There's more here. Yeah. And so they kind of move forward and Lincoln is like, he wants to help Sloan. Like that's how it is. He's got something kind of going on. He answers all of her questions, even though he's stubborn about it. We're about to lead into our first met scene when they go well, to the Well, she kind of like house. levels with him before PD's yeah. and she's like, I'm trying to help clear your name. He does slowly start to kind of help her. But Lincoln's whole thing throughout the book is that he struggles with the fact that, like, he feels a connection with her, but also he considers her the enemy for being a detective. And he also thinks he can, like, solve the mystery himself. So he's kind of, like, we find out he has a lockbox with, like, all of his little trinkets and pictures. Yeah. yeah. His, his, um, his, uh, God, I cannot speak today. Evidence, his evidence that he's, like, collected for, like, the Morgan missing situation. So, yeah, he kind of slowly starts to give in to her a little bit. Um, and, yeah, we finally learn, like, the whole Morgan Jensen situation. And Paul Jensen, who's the lighthouse man. So, Paul Jensen is was the lighthouse keeper. He had a family with Morgan and his wife. And all of a sudden, they disappeared one night. And 
Um, no one really knows why. They can't find them. Bodies have never been found or anything like that. But Paul Jensen, just because small towns are the way they are, everyone blames Paul Jensen for killing them um, and like getting rid of the bodies. And he never got caught for it. And yeah. Lincoln does not believe that. He thinks, you know, something else happened. He also thinks that Morgan Jensen is still out there. Like he just refuses to believe that she died. He's um, never had closure from this. No, not at all. And it very, very much haunts him. Um, and he also takes care of kind of the grounds of the lighthouse for Mr. Jensen, which is just, and he like takes care of Mr. Jensen. He brings some yeah. groceries and like this man, he's really a cinnamon roll. He is like over here, like never giving up. And like his friends, we eventually find out like his friends are all kind of like, dude, she's not coming back. Call, like, quote their conspiracy theories. He just, his love never wavers, okay? And it's freaking beautiful. No, he loves her so much. So much. Like, he knew her as a kid and he loved her. And it's like, I I love those types of love stories. I really do. Because it's like this, you've had this investment forever in somebody. I know. And it's just, it's sweet and it's cute. I love it. But at this time, Lincoln is at the lighthouse. Then Sloan comes to the lighthouse. She thinks she's going to question Mr. Jensen. And she comes in there and she's sneaking around the lighthouse and she goes to the part of this lighthouse that's not really like the living area, but what is the, like you would say, maybe the, like the secret room watch lookout area. And she goes in and as she's creeping upstairs and she goes to pull on a door handle, the door handle pulls back and guess who's there? Lincoln. And guess what he's doing? Drawing. And guess what? Flings out of his hands, drawings. And she's like, holy shit, you draw. And he's like, ooh, don't look at that. I'm not a good, no, I'm mean man. I'm not nice. Like, no, I don't draw. I'm not sensitive. And she's like, why are you drawing pictures of me when she picks up one picture? And he snatches it from her. So I want everyone to remember that. Why are you drawing a picture of me? But then he tells her, like, it's not – well, he, he, like, we know from his point of view, like, it's not her. It's Morgan. But what a coinkadink that Morgan and her have the same eyes. <sighs> so she thinks a picture that he drew of Morgan Jensen is her by looking at it. And I was like, doo -doo -doo. here we are. So finally, they're going back and forth. This is, like, the first time it's just, like, lovers, lovers quarrel. Going back and forth. He, like, pulls some karate Navy SEAL move on her to, like, take control and grab her wrists. Not so uh, not so brave when you uh, can't reach your gun, huh? And she's like, I hate you. And then she ends up pointing a gun at him. And he, I think this is so hot. And movies and books, whatever. When somebody's, like, pointing a gun and the guy, like, walks up and, like, lets the barrel, like, touch him. Like, he ain't scared. Like, fuck you. Shoot me. I don't give a fuck. I think that I don't is care. the big dick energy thing I've ever heard, and I fucking love it. Then he does it again and puts the gun to her head. And he's like, like bitch, bitch, got your ass. And she's like, damn, I'm turned on. And, this and he calls like her killer. Oh, I need somebody to call me killer. Please. I'm not. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Currently this week, you need someone to call you killer. This week I definitely do, for real. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just mm, – Chef's fucking kiss in this scene. Ugh. And then they're face to face for a moment. And finally, they kiss. A hard, passionate kiss, Hallie. 
Do you want me to tell you all about the sex scene? Um, I just like want to no, no, we don't have to, but like I love this like comment. He like it, I think it's sexy as fuck. He gets into like how he's an artist and like artists are passionate and like she's like, you aren't an artist because you're not passionate. You're so like cold and whatever. And I forget like what he says, but he's like, I can ensure you, I have no shortage of passion. And I'm like, <gasps> and he's like, there are just very few people who can handle it. I can handle it. I can I'll, handle, I'll it. handle it. I will I'll say handle it all this is the best fucking foreplay ever when she's like it's grinding so up on him. I think oh you think dry up. I do. I do. I think it's like you not. No, like, I do too. Not like fucking like <laughs> like a dog, you know, like <laughs> like I don't think it's like that. No, but like the way she's doing yeah, it, like, he's like you watching to, it and he's like, yes. Oh, ah! So much pressure and you're like, ah! so oh my God. So finally they're like, She's like grinding up on his belt buckle. She's getting it in. She's like, I haven't had a release in so long. And then all of a sudden we hear a, ah, in the distance. That was not a good a scream. scream. Yeah, it was like a, ah, like, I don't know. And Lincoln jumps back to reality and he's like, whoa, we got to stop. What are we doing? And then she's like, that's never going to happen again, blah, blah. They rush outside and Sloan thinks she sees something by her car. And she does. It is another body with Sig nasty fatum to him <laughs> written on it. So this is body number two. So this is something how you pointed out to me that was sus because then Gabe rolls up and he was just right down the street getting a pint of cider. I'm telling you, like at this, I I like I'm sorry, I just knew. I'm just gonna toot my own horn. I totally knew Gabe was involved. 100 percent Like he's like never home. And then you get you would catch him like lying about being home because Daisy was always bitching about him not being home and like there's like in like certain scenes he like forces his marriage to be like so perfect and hot and heavy and it's like but you're not like your marriage sucks like what what are we doing here and the way he like treats Lincoln at the freaking police station like setting him up like he's always around when things happen and it's like I just can't like I I it's there well it just like really annoyed me because he seems to be which this is my back and forth. This is my issue. It's because I didn't want to trust myself and I was waiting for this big plot twist and all of these things. And then it was just like, this fucking guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just, you want yeah. him to be a, a good cop, right? And he kind of is a good cop. Like, you want, you're like, Lincoln wouldn't be friends with a bad cop. Like, yeah. he wouldn't be friends with a bad dad. You know what I mean? It's just like, he wouldn't be this person. So that was the thing. Yeah. I was like, it can't be Gabe. So that's that was where I was at the whole time. Yeah. And then, like, this whole thing seen with Gabe after the fact is very interesting because we learn, like you said, he was going to have, like, cider at the diner where his wife works at, and he just, like, happens to be there. And then he ends up saying something that kind of, I think, he kind of slips up here, and he's like, oh, I don't know what that says. I took French in high school. Oh, yeah. And Lincoln immediately is like, what about those private tutoring sessions with Preacher Cartwright? So now you're lying about knowing Latin. You do know Latin. And Sloan puts up a good point. She's like, oh, it's only the entire basis of our country's legal jargon, which like as a police officer and you study that, you know certain Latin terms, right? And he's and immediately Gabe's whole thing is like, oh, I must have repressed that horrible experience. Nugget! Nugget! Did you? Did you have some childhood Nugget. trauma that you repressed? Did you, Gabe? Nugget. 
So we kind of moved. Okay, let's the just story. let's talk about. The go case. ahead. Let's just talk about the case. Go ahead. Start to finish. Let's just let's go. Let's 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 just talk about the case here. We have two dead old ladies. Two it. Who two were dead. all part of like the church, the Scalm Island Church of Christ. And wait, wait. Before we get into it, really quick. Did were you? So is Ma Lincoln's mom? I would. Yes. Oh my God, I would have been heartbroken. If, go ahead. But I think. <laughs> but like, no. Let's just let's just let's talk about it again. We're yep. out. We are assuming you've read the book. You are. I, know I was going to be You're really in a discussion with us. Yeah. I was waiting on like that, but then I also in the back of my head knew that Gabe had something to do with it, and so then I was like, "That's his mother-in-law." Like, there's no way. What psychopath? That's what I'm saying. This is why I my wheels were turning the whole time of it can't be Gabe. I did. I talked to Kate about this. She was one of the, uh, the people that said that they really wanted us to do this episode. So we were like really excited about it. I was like, for sure, for sure. We can't wait. So we, Hallie and I were in different parts of the book. So we kind of used Kate as our buffer to like talk about things. And I had said to Kate, I think it's Gabe. I was like, Gabe is sus. I don't know. And then Hallie started saying to me, I already knew it was Gabe when Hallie knew, didn't know it was Gabe yet. And we both figured it out quickly. But at the same time, I, like I said, I didn't want to trust my gut. And as this case moves forward and we get the fucking hand and Gabe yeah. is the one to bring it up. I literally was like, when Gabe pulls up because the Because there's no way, like we're talking, you know, yeah. in the, towards the end of the book, whenever it's like Alex, Gabe and Lincoln on the boat. In the middle of the ocean. There's yeah. no – for two days. They're laying the traps. There's no way someone not on that boat didn't have something to do with that Like hand. they're doing like a stakeout. You know what I mean? At this point, like – Yeah. It, like so. there's no way with three of them on that boat for two days who are the ones that set – it's like the traps are already out there. They did them while they went. It had to have been Gabe who put the hand – on the thing. Why wasn't it a body? Oh, because he can't lug a body on board like that. But he could have a hand. He could stick a hand in his pocket. Exactly. But then I almost, Hallie, I was at that point, I was like, ah, because Lincoln automatically gets cleared by Sloan in her brain. Not everyone clears Lincoln because they're like, he's a person of interest, like blah, blah, blah. There's a, some people that like Lincoln in the town. There's some people that don't. There's some animosity with other lobster and gangs. I, oh, like, I, did, not, I did not know that like, lop, like, Harbor gangs or thing. When this got introduced, the story that there were <laughs> lobstering gangs. gangs, like a lobster mafia, <laughs> like a fucking Hallie. These men go and pick lobsters out of traps in the water, and they have a gang. A, a gang. Not even that. There's a mafia. They're like. There's the headlock. You have to like pay off. It's like a, but he calls me a cult at some point. You have to like pay, I guess because you only have like certain, I'm sure my husband could explain this with like hunting way better, but like, I guess there's like only certain areas you can like lay your traps in, right? So then they form these like gangs where it's like, oh, we're going to work together and I put my traps where you are and you put your traps where I am. We'll all just split the profits. And yeah, I did not know that like harbor gangs were a thing. Well, I like literally wanted it to be like, you know, there's a rat king and the nutcracker. Yeah. yeah. I wanted the lobster it, king. I wanted it to be like Larry, like <laughs> the lobster from SpongeBob, <laughs> sitting behind a desk and be like, what brings you to me today? <laughs> I understand you trying to lobster. You're trying to set some traps. I understand you're invading my area. How could you do this to me and my family? <laughs> like, I just. No, I yeah. Um, yeah. 
I, but I did think that was going to be more of like a thing at one point as well, um, especially whenever – what's his name? Jordan Thomas, I think is his name, who was his dad's best friend. And I thought that was going to like come into play, but clearly it was just a way to trick you. Yeah, trick you. Um, I will say Oliver Klepsky went under the radar for a long time for me. Oh, big time. Big time. Like I did not think – when that came into play, like, I was like, really? I remember the first time towards the end, they started calling him Oliver. And I was like, who the fuck is that? I'm, I'm and then lie. I had to go back and say, oh, it's the officer. Oh. Can, I, can I tell you that I thought Oliver Klepsky was the brother of an officer at the station? I thought it was a girl the whole time <laughs> when they were talking about Officer Klepsky. I had You no thought it was Kate Young, the blonde. No, yes, I literally like Kate Klepsky. I don't even know what I was thinking. Like it was, and I was like, who the fuck is this? But yeah. here he is. When he, so that, yeah. And that poor guy, I was like, God bless it. He does have trauma. He does. I felt bad for all of them. Um, yeah, um, I will, yeah. The whole case was very interesting. I loved how I thought for a second that like Morgan's side of it was going to be separate than the murder. And then clearly at the end, it's all it's intertwined all here. I did like her background. I did like her story though of like she had amnesia. Let's talk about Officer Cammy, okay? Let's talk about let's let's switch gears here now. Let's talk about <laughs> I'm just gonna lead here for a minute. Okay. Let's talk about Officer Cammy, her aunt. Cause as soon as I found out that Officer Cammy was in Child Protective Services, I I texted you. I was like, oh, yeah, it's gonna be Morgan because her aunt is in Child Protective Services who would have been able to place her from this family to another family. Okay. I called it. I, I know. Let's just give so everyone knows where we are. Finally, there's a point where Sloan and Alex move into Lincoln's house. And let's talk about that, actually. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Because that will lead us to when we learn more about her parents. You're I, telling me I love that your enthusiasm. I do. <laughs> You're telling me. No, let's just. Okay. I have, I have to rant. You're telling me, one, the level of unprofessionalism that is happening on so many levels. One, oh my God, I have so many things to rant about. Wow, I just got lit up. I'm sweating. One, her partner, Alex. Alex was the one that found her after she was abducted from the Portland dresser. I can respect as her partner and friend that was probably very scary for him, right? And in her moment of trauma, she, like, slept with him. And it was a mistake, and they never did it again. Moving on. I don't know why Alex is like, oh, I love her. No, you don't. No, you don't. Go away. I hate Alex so much. He was the most annoying character in the entire fucking book. Let me get it out first. He constantly kept, like, popping up, and he was, like, making me have blue balls because every time they would start making out and getting on heavy, there's Alex popping up. It's like leave get out of here she doesn't love you i hate you and he's like oh my karina no that is so unprofessional that is so especially especially when like towards the end she's like finally done with the police officers and she's like y'all are fucking up this investigation and she kind of lays into them of how like i'm done with this shit and alex her partner comes in and he's like karina and like tries to calm her down now like she's crazy in front of her subordinates one 
Do not call me a pet name in front of my subordinates in a male-dominated career. How dare you? Two, you're supposed to have my back as my partner. And no, they deserve to have their asses handed to them. And now you're going to tell me I'm crazy and we need to go outside and have a chat. Fuck off. How dare him? Okay, just talk about Alex. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just – Alex is really – I hate him. I hate okay. him so much. I think Alex um, also sucks very much. I will preface that. I do think we are missing a couple things, though, on why <laughs> Alex may be the way he is. And it may have to do a little something with Sloan, doing a little leading on. But um, – so Portland dresser happens. Alex help, saves her. <laughs> Sloan then fucks him <laughs> after this. It was trauma, and okay? It was it's, trauma. Whatever. I, listen, she is, you don't have to explain to me why you fuck anybody. <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> fuck who you want. Like, just don't fuck my husband and, like, you can do whatever you We're want. <laughs> like, you do whatever you want. I am fine. I don't need an explanation. Great. Get it, girl. So there's that. Then she's like, okay, we kind of have a relationship a little bit. She doesn't. No, 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 no. no. She does because even then – Later, when she's, like, dumping Alex or explaining her love for Lincoln to Alex, she says, if you would have asked me two weeks ago, I would have definitely have been in a relationship, been with you. She but does now- not say that. Yes, when she- did she say that? <laughs> I'm going to scream. I'm going to scream at you. No, yes, she does. I don't. Yes, she does. I don't remember that. I'm I just up. read it an hour ago. Just You know what? I – you give me. She's Go ahead. like, I wish it could have been you – Blah, blah, blah. She never loved him. She just had this sense of like, I don't want to hurt him. And I think she had this sense of like, she is her, his, he is her best friend. And he was there in a time of her life where like he quote unquote saved her. And so I feel like she felt like she owed him something in a way. But yeah, no, I'm sorry. But like, here's my thing. Alex, you were a detective. You were trained in reading the room you are trained and picking up cues you are trained in like reading other people and i'm so here you know what it is you know what it is taylor if roles were reversed and let's say the girl sloan was like doing that or whatever it would have been like oh that's just normal that's a girl that's a girl being a girl and it's like no he doesn't get off the hook because he's a boy It's called read the fucking room and have a conversation. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he isn't a fucking psycho. Like, I thought he was nuts. Like, there are many times. He was talking about peeking in the window. He was peeking (laughs) in the window. I know. And I completely agree. Like, I was like, get the fuck away. Like, I I was. (laughs) I I am with you. But I also, like, had a part of me be like, Alex, you poor boy. Like, I just wanted to be like, you're being a little fucking weirdo. And that was that. Hated him. I mean. So, okay, there's that. Then we find out they had been sharing, like, a hotel room, the same bed in a hotel room for, like, a case. Where is HR? So that's unprofessional. Back to my unprofessional rant. Then we get on the island, and they're just going to take over Lincoln's house, move in. That's not allowed. (laughs) And she's going to sleep in the person of interest home. They're going to sleep in the person of interest home in his bed. But, like, that's not – that's totally normal. Is there not a hotel on the island? Could they have stayed with anyone else? They could have. I get it for the sake of the book, but, like, I just – okay, whatever. And it is. Like you said, it was, like, to force them be together. It was a trope. What is it? Forced lover trope. Forced proximity, or, like, one yeah. bed trope or whatever. Yeah. I get it. I get it. It was just, like – 
And then I remember at one point she like brings up something about like this is unprofessional or something. And I was just like, bitch, you doing everything right now is unprofessional. What are you talking about? You're sleeping with the person of interest. That case would have been immediately compromised. She should have been ripped off the case. When she humped his belt buckle. Immediately. <laughs> like, immediately. <laughs> but whatever. So. All right. So there's the level of like professionalism. We, my rant there. I don't even know I was going to go with the second part of this. I'm so annoyed that I cannot find this motherfucking chapter. Because she where doesn't they, say it. I'm telling when, you. No, where's the, what's the chapter when they talk? I don't know. It's like towards the end. I don't even have notes, Taylor. I'm just fucking ranting at this point, okay? Because I, I just like have so much to say. I'm on no sleep. I'm like caffeined up. Anyways, back to the Morgan of it all. I'm, 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 go ahead. I'm here for you. <laughs> no, you have to talk to me. Oh, uh, I, I know I am. But no, okay. So Morgan of it all, like, Obviously, at this point, I'm just going to say it. Morgan Jensen is Morgan Sloan. We learn later when they're sitting at the office, she's like, my name isn't, like, Lincoln's like, her name's Sloan. She's like, my name isn't Sloan. My name is Yeah, they go to see Paul Jensen. Yes. And he's like, this is, Lincoln's like, hey, this is Sloan. And she's like, my first name's actually not Sloan. He's like, what? And she's like, no, it's Morgan. And, like, I do love that scene, though. Um getting Lincoln's emotional response to that entire scene I thought was really well done um like a writing standpoint but like could you imagine like your best friend you loved her you think everybody's telling you she's dead you've never given up and then all of a sudden like what are the coincidence like what I like, I imagine if it was, like, you. Like, all of a sudden, you, like, we know each other's kids. And then you were, like, taken from me. And then I'm the only one that's, like, no, she's not. She's sassy like H.J. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm upset always. Like, I'm just sitting here, like, crying to my husband, like, she's alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone calls you insane. And yeah. then you see me 20 years later. Like, we're 40 million years old. And I'm, like, yeah, those eyes. Those blue eyes. It's, it's Hallie, is that you? Like, I'm pot, I've been podcasting by myself. Like, I've gone down a fucking rabbit hole all alone. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine how sad it would be? I would just have like these, I would just be theorizing about what happened to you every week on the podcast by myself. I know. Like, I, I mean, how do you give up? And I love how towards the end, when we get um, some background, more background about his dad, I love, I thought it was really beautiful that like his dad is the one that, always told him like to never give up basically on her right when she originally went missing and he was kind of like upset he's 11 years old and she he his dad is the one that really like told him you never give up on the people that like mean the most to you and that's where he got this whole sentiment is from his dad really oh that was really sweet um but yeah, let's get back to Morgan and the cameo of it all. I want to talk about Aunt That's Kim. what I was saying. And she's like, oh, that's not blah, blah. I'm going to show you that I have, that, like, you keep saying this stuff. And like, yeah, maybe we look similar. But like, I'm, I'm going to show you that I have pictures of me as a kid. Like, so that you can finally just understand that I am not this girl. So she 
And, yeah, because she like he's like it's like where are you from? And she's like Washington, and I moved to Portland. But interesting, she moved to Portland when she was in fifth grade. You want to know how old you are in fifth grade? Ten to eleven years old. When did Morgan Jensen go missing? When she was ten or 11, 10 or 11 years, years old. old. So I'm like, there's the nugget. That's I was like, I knew 100. percent Like this is it. I know it now 100. percent So then we learn like she like, like I'm gonna home. go home and I'm gonna find all my little pictures and memories, talk to my parents, and I'm gonna bring them to you and prove to you so we can move on from this. So ha, okay. Like she's like, dee, 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 dee. so she. Goes and of course, home. Alex is there. Like, what's going on? Like, shut up, Alex. Like, catch up or get out. Yeah, like he thinks I'm someone I'm not. Alex, shut up. Like, <laughs> it is like there was like a moment. I was like, Alex, you. I know he's blonde. I know Alex is blonde, and he's dumb. He's Italian, though. He's not. He's, he's a blonde. Italian, Italian. You know what? Guess what? He's blonde. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care. Maybe not externally, but internally. He's blonde. He's, he's blonde. He's as blonde as my hair is fake blonde. Okay. Yeah. So like there's yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. So we're like, she gets there, she gets all her shit. We kind of learn a little bit more about her background. And they're like, oh, like here are all your pictures, blah, 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 talking to her mom. She's like, Aunt Cammy. Okay, Aunt Cammy, did she die? Yeah, she's dead. Yeah, Aunt yeah. Cammy died, and it's kind of she was very close to her aunt, and Aunt Cammy is kind of like the one in her mind that got her like on this whole like detective work. She would always, you know, want to talk to her aunt Cammy about like the cases she was on growing up. Aunt Cammy died, and she asked her mom like, "Well, why did we move here?" And her mom ends up telling her it's to be closer to her aunt Cammy, and Bullshit. that's why. And so then she ends up getting these, like, pictures. And she doesn't even, like, look in the box. She just, like, takes them back to Lincoln. And Lincoln finally, like, takes off. I love how he takes all of her shit and, like, goes to his bedroom and is like, leave me alone. I'll be having this. <laughs> like, he literally, like, takes it and he's like, I'll be having Excuse this. Excuse me. Goodbye. And um, goodbye. <laughs> Excuse me. So she, like, goes into the bedroom to find him. And he has all of her pictures out. And he's like, what the fuck is this? Like, no, I mean, like, actual, like, childhood pictures of you. Like, they're all pictures of her when she's, like, in middle school, high school, or college. It's none of, like, where she's, like, small or, like, riding her first bike. And he's like, this is weird. This is fucking weird. You have to tell me this is weird. And he ends up getting his, like, um, notebook or whatever, or a picture that he had drawn of, like, or drew of Morgan when she was little. And he was like, please look at this and, like, tell me that's not you. But, of course, Alex comes in again and interrupts and is like, we have another body or something. I forget what actually happens that moment. But they're interrupted by the case because Alex comes in and it's like she never gets to look at the drawing. And – but another thing is when they're looking at everything, he says – and maybe I just like blacked out. I don't know. But he says, you don't have any pictures of you as like a baby. I literally just said that. Okay. I just went on a rant about that. Can you join me on my podcast? Thanks. I just went on five minutes about it. Yeah. And it's 2022. (laughs) Same me, guys. I promise I'm here. I'm here. Welcome to the podcast. Go ahead. I'm ready. Okay. Can we just get to the point where she finally fucking confronts Aunt Cammy? I mean, not she confronts her parents right, yeah. about it, yeah. and she like, just goes, goes on. Fuck Aunt Cammy! <laughs> I love that. Fuck Aunt Cammy! Yeah, she finally, eventually, like in the end, she ends up coming to terms with like she ends up having these flashbacks, right? Um, when she meets 
Paul Jensen, when she meets uh, Father Cartwright, like she ends up having all these like flashbacks and she's like, okay, I know this is real. So then she's like, screw this, I'm going home to confront my parents, right? And boy, does she. Boy, does she. She, um, yeah, basically says, fuck Aunt Cammie. <laughs> She's like, oh, fuck it, Cammy. She's like, oh, fuck that bitch. Like, I was totally on her side here. But here's where I have an issue as well. You're telling me that they found a little girl washed up in the ocean and no one sent out, like, in the surrounding areas. Because Scott Island's only an hour away from Portland. Only an hour. And it's an island, so you would think being found in the ocean, we would at least go to Scout Island and, like, post some, like, missing, you know, found child, missing children. Like, they don't. You would think. They don't. Aunt Cammie just, like, gives them to her sister. Well, she's like, I found this bed. I, I found this kid. I found this kid at the hospital in a bed, blah, blah, blah. She has amnesia. She doesn't know anything. She's a Jane Doe. She doesn't know anything at all. And she's like, but here you go. Here you, yeah. here you go. I will say when we found out why, like when she has this moment with her dad and her dad is, you know, basically the moment Sloan, Morgan, whatever you want to call her, is is angry. Rightly so. Um, she's basically like, you know, you're not my mom, so fuck off. <laughs> like, no, how dare not. you? Um, how dare you keep this from me? She has this big moment and she ends up going back downstairs to the kitchen. Her dad comes in and her dad ends up showing her all of the pictures of their miscarriages that they had had leading up and all of this heartbreak. And I did, I was like sobbing reading that part. It was very, very sad. And I did understand like it was not meant, what they did was not meant in a malicious way. No. But it's still wrong. You can't just like snatch someone's past and life and family and just claim it as your own. Right. And you cannot it, do that. And it's like they basically were like, oh, we're really – we will be really good parents, but we just haven't been able to, like, have our chance yet. So now we have our chance. And Aunt Cammie was like, I'm here to sign it over. She finds all the adoption papers. She finds Aunt Cammie's report on her. It's a lot yeah. of stuff. So, yes, that is the the full background on Morgan Jensen up to the point of what we will share at this time. Because I understood it. I just, it was still wrong. Sorry. Oh, it's incredibly wrong. I think, it, especially after you go back and you see all these people that loved her and were, would have loved her and hurt Paul Jensen. Like, I know all of what he's gone through. Like, I just was like, mm, I understand. You wanted a kid. All he wanted was his daughter. And like, she was there the whole time and he gave up on her. And he had the whole town saying he killed her. Ugh. It was so well, heartbreaking. And on top of all that, his wife was, was schizophrenic. Was schizophrenic. So they his life was always turmoil because she was schizophrenic. The town being the small town fucking hillbilly town that I imagine. They're all like, get the crazy out of the street, yeah. like throwing yeah. rocks at her and yeah. stuff. And it's like, what is wrong with you people? Like, yeah. and it was just them wanting, you know, every single time, even young Morgan. She was like, please just leave my mom alone. Like, I love my, you know, it's just. And on that note, that's a good note to switch into the father Cartwright of it all. Because she has this flashback, which I thought was the most sweetest thing ever. Uh, she, when she goes to meet with father Cartwright after his wife is murdered, 
She goes in, and while she's meeting with Father Cartwright, she has this flashback of when her and Lincoln are very small, like 10, 10 years old, whatever, and they go to visit Father Cartwright, their family pastor. And Lincoln is like, can you please, like, tell the town, like, not to be mean to her mom? I was like, you sweet angel. And Father Cartwright is a fucking asshole. demon of a man. Sick, evil, fucking, just makes me with vomit. But he... He sits there and he's like, well, she's got sins to repent for, dear. I yeah. can't help her. The church can't do anything for her. And it's like, yeah, you can. You can say, hey, guys, maybe this is a child of God and we should be nice to people. Even you should always love different. them. Like, yeah, he was like, the most un-pastor, pastor ever. <laughs> ever. So, so now let's get into Father Cartwright of it all. Well, we can do that. Or do you want to throw in a little smut butt? All right, sure. I guess I'll <laughs> stop my ranting. I tried. I wanted to say the boat smut scene, and I said, Did "You say butt smut." I said a little butt smut. A little <laughs> just a little butt smut. A little butt smut. When really, all I'm right. In let me get my scene. my my pink highlights ready because my pink highlights are the spicy scenes. Okay, <laughs> you tell me all about it. <laughs> All right, I will and I will take a break from the case, and I will give you dirty, dirty sluts what you want. You're here for the smut. We're gonna give you the smut now. Our first big smut scene without blue balls from Alex is whenever you know they're casually living in his 800 square foot cabin. <laughs> like okay, and she wakes. Yeah, <laughs> she wakes up from a nightmare, and. She goes outside because she can't sleep. It's like, maybe I'll get some fresh air with my hot tea. So she goes to the dock. Who's on the boat? Lincoln. That's where he's been staying. And he's up, like, scaring the shit out of her, and she ends up spilling the hot tea on her hand. So then, naturally, he's like, get inside the boat, and let me cool off your hand. You're burned. So then they're in these close quarters of this boat, right? Very spicy already. The sexual tension, the sassiness, it's all here. It's what we love to see. And she basically is like, fuck you. You're so arrogant. And he ends up saying, she ends up kind of baiting him. And she's like, you talk a big game, Lincoln, but we both know you can never follow through. So now he's like, you want me to fuck you? Is that that what you want? I'll fuck you, girl. And... Here we go. They get into it. And I love this, like, before we, like, fully get into it, he's, like, recollecting, like, how crazy she makes him and how he's basically been walking around like a boner the past two weeks she's been around. And at one point he writes this, or he says this line of, like, I beat off more times to that thought than I care to admit. My forearms are more sore than they've been since I left the seals. I feel like if you're jacking off that much where, like, you're physically sore – I feel like it's a little aggressive. I don't know. I just um, don't think it's necessary. (laughs) You know what I was thinking here? I was like, you know, women, we now have a vibrator, so we don't have to like manually, you know, do as much, right? Right. And I know there's like a pocket pussy, right? But you still have to like have the jerking motion. Immersion. So then I, immersion. (laughs) I kind of felt for him here. I'm like, Man, he's like really wearing out those muscles. I bet those forearms look great. No, though. he says his forearms are like so. I just um, said that. 
I literally just said that. I know. I'm saying I'm agreeing with you that they're like that. And he's sitting there and I felt bad for him. Hallie, if you'd like to podcast, I'll just be here by myself, okay? <laughs> Taylor's just ignoring everything I'm saying. <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I thought that was weird. Whatever. Okay. So then <laughs> we're back on the boat. We're doing well, guys. And we he's really- like, I'm, I'm going to fuck her out of my system. Well, fuck her. Well, okay, daddy. He fucking like rips her shirt off. He does. <laughs> I'm like, well, hot damn. And hello. Hello. <laughs> Is it me? Looking yeah. For? And then he's like, he's like, oh, like, she's like, oh, if we go through with this. And he's like, if. And she's like, yeah, I mean, you know, like, there's time to stop. And he's like, do you want to stop? And she's like, no. And he's like, then there are no ifs about it, killer. I'm going to strip you bare and ravish you. <laughs> okay, daddy. Okay. Okay. Ravish me. <laughs> so then he ends up, like, going down on her. And I'm just going to say at one point, he, like, immediately, like, just sees her boobs. And he's like, Christ. Jesus, fuck. He says that a million times. Jesus, Jesus fuck. fuck. And we need someone to tell us in Maine. Is that a thing? Yeah, because he says it like a hundred thousand times. Also, I was hoping the word "wicked" not to interrupt you in this thing. I wanted them to be like, "That was wicked," you know what I mean? Because that feels like a really northeastern lobster. <laughs> it's like a Harry Potter thing. No, no, no. They say it in Boston and like Massachusetts. Do they? I've never been. I've in never that, been in that so area. I don't know. Huh. Well, I'll just ignore you because <laughs> you don't believe. You're me. on a roll today. <laughs> you don't believe me if I say anything anyway. So. So I'm just going to say back to my point. If someone ever like looks at my boobs and just immediately like says you're perfect and like growls at me, I'm done for. I'm very easy. Ah, I'll I'll fall in love with you right then. If you tell me I'm perfect. Because baby, you're perfect. Perfect to me. So yeah, they kind of get to it. And he goes down on her and she's like loving it. And then we get to one of like my favorite Parts. They're about to have sex, and he's like, "Oh fuck, I don't have a condom." Ugh. And he's like, "I'm so sorry." And she's like, "That's okay." And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "That's okay. Like I'm on birth control. I don't care. It's fine." Taylor, do you do you ever just like have you ever like just foregone <laughs> like? yeah no that's fine like in college like when you were like casually hooking up and like let's say you're the boy like didn't have a condom were you ever just like eh whatever it's fine uh no um I we don't need to talk about me in college I was awful (laughs) I mean I definitely did there were certain moments so I never Um, let anybody um yeah I never let them come inside inside me me that was a huge no no yeah that was a big no um but I did have sex in college without a condom, but never any of my hookup. Like, like I met bar. Yeah. yeah. And we went back to your place. Like not the one night stands. Yeah. Yeah. The one night stand, you had a condom. Cause my whole goal with that was like, I'm never like, maybe I'm going to go to a date party with you maybe one time after this, but I'm never going to see you again. And I don't need to carry whatever you got with me. So that no, but also like, well, like with the boyfriend, I've definitely been like, Oh shit. 
whatever, it's fine. Oh, with a boyfriend, there's But like looking college, back yeah. on it, I'm like, that. What was I thinking? People so practice, practice safe sex, please. God. Please, if you learn anything from us, please. Perfect. Yeah, if you learn anything from me and Taylor, who were too like uh ohs and like grew up without dads, then like please, uh, we please were... take it from us and don't do it. We should have already learned that lesson. Yeah, I was conceived in military barracks, so don't do that again. <laughs> like, don't. Like, you don't want to <laughs> just don't. I was conceived in the back of like my mom's car, so <laughs> <laughs> literally. Yeah. gals come on gals. gals come on so then he's like oh okay and so then he's like i've never done this without a condom and immediately i'm like boy you're about to see god right now god are you listening or on your phone i'm literally listening to you just talk i'm i'm looking at my notes so i can keep up with you have we podcasted before i don't have to make constant <laughs> eye contact with you i am listening to you i just went god and then i wanted to say it's fire in your eyes tonight. Like, that's what I was going to do. And you ruined it for me. I've been trying to sing. I just want to sing. God, it's like fire in your eyes tonight. Whatever. <laughs> yes, I would prefer if he wore a condom. The end. <laughs> Go ahead. And he's going to see God because her vagina is so great. <laughs> I just, I thought that was funny, but clearly that, hit me. I, that, that I missed am, the mark. I'm agreeing. <clears throat> anyways. <laughs> and yeah, after this point, it's a great scene. And she comes really quick. Okay. No, we're not going to just bypass it. We're going to talk about how fucking great it was. Because I did think this was a hot ass sex scene. And he does. I would not... Be upset if Lincoln fucked me, okay? Because how he <laughs> sounds and what he does while fucking her, which isn't anything different other than sticking his penis in and out. But he did have some good positions, though. He has good positions. And then also, like, Lincoln to me, because he's, like, really, um, he's a bigger dude. I imagine him as just this gruff, like, gruff man. I imagine he, the most macho man ever because he's like a Navy SEAL, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like hairy. He's got like the hair. No, I don't. Mm. No, 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 no. Not hairy in a bad way. <laughs> hairy, hairy like, you know, he's got hair on his chest. Okay. You know, it's not yeah. bad. It's, it's no, light, no. It's light hair. It's like hair that you would be fine to rest your cheek in and warm it up yeah. if you're cold yeah, on a somebody, winter's like, eve. People really love chest hair. Steven has zero chest hair. See, Sean does. And I'm like, can you wax that? Steven I, I want a naked mole rat, basically. Steven has uh, – let me not lie to you because he's <laughs> upset if he heard this. He has, two, he has two chest hairs. There's two. And he will not pluck them. He's like, there will be more later. And I'm like, no, there's not. But, Dude, you, you missed that hormonal change. It's yeah, it's gone. over. It's done. So as we move on, though, he does. And he's like over her. And then Sloan comments on like his stature over her. That is one of the most attractive things to me in sex. I don't know why. If you are smaller than me – and you have sex on top of me. And I, okay, Hallie, actually, I have a question here. <laughs> I, have okay. a, I have a serious question. Have you yeah, ever she's had, back. Have you ever had sex with anyone who's smaller than you? <laughs> like shorter, like not. No, yeah. Ben Reynolds. <laughs> you, remember, you remember the Ben Reynolds face? He was my hype. Okay. Yeah. But he so, had a really good body. He was muscular. So fuck. Ben Reynolds was cute. Like he, he was, was hot, cute. but he was, he was literally my hype. Like, I actually think I was a little bit taller than him, and I'm 5'2". So there's an issue I have. 
and this happened to be several times. I dated someone who wasn't, he was my height as well in college. Um, and when he would get on top of me <laughs> and I could feel my legs between his and they were abruptly longer. <laughs> I hated it. So when I felt in these scenes, anytime I'm not trying to like derail in his, in this situation, but when she talks about his stature over him, that shit turns me on. And I'm so glad that authors do that because yeah. I have like a sincere problem with imagining that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like if I feel like a giant under you, yeah. get away from me. Like, I have stopped sex. I have stopped sex in college and said, I cannot do this. Do this. Please <laughs> get out of the blue house. Leave. Get out of me. me. <laughs> no. Get out of me. Get out of the blue house, which is the house I live in and call. Get out. Don't ever come back. Never come back. I would lock the door. Like, get away. Barricading yourself Get out of here. Like, she also comments like another scene where like he can just like throw her around. And I'm like, yes, yes. women want to be manhandled all day. Oh my God. Because get- I, I'm not confident enough. I need you to make me feel small. Like I need you to, you know, like, we haven't talked- there are some women that can be taller than their man. And it does props to you. I want your confidence level. We not also me. haven't talked about like anything that's gone on in our lives like I mean we have but like nothing really like funny (laughs) Steven decided the other day um he was gonna pick me up oh and like give me a hug after work and he's gonna pick me up and set me on the counter when I tell you my husband (laughs) struggled to put me on the counter for a set he was like oh I was like, get, get me down. Get me, get me, get me down. <laughs> and I get down and my fucking, I had on the Lulu leg and a line leggings. And if any, I'm not saying this to be like, and a brand whore, but like, <laughs> if anyone has worn those leggings, you know, they're very thin. Yeah. And my, the, the drawer from our thing, we have like two pointy ends on our drawer <laughs> hooked into it. And I went to walk away from Steven and be like, get the fuck away from me. Like, <laughs> and when you. I tell you, the drawer came with me and I realized, and I like literally had to slam back into the drawer to then go. So when I read things, moral of all of this, when I read things like this, it makes me happy. And I might, you know what guys, I'll admit it. I might pull out my own vibrator. We might take a book, a break from the book. And I we might have a moment. Okay. We might. I am not afraid to admit it that sometimes these books turn me the fuck on. And oh, I, I was thriving in this one. And if thriving. I don't get what I need, sometimes, a lot of the times, I, a lot of the times, these books are that. So welcome, happy twenty twenty two. There we no, are. I was I was very impressed um, with Lincoln. I mean, clearly he's written by two women, so he's gonna be you know pristine here. But the old the man knows about the uh, pillow under the tummy thing. You know, a little support. Winner in my book. Hey, yes. Also, can you explain something to me? I just said tummy. I really hate I said tummy. Wow. But tummy is leading me to this, and we are so derailing everybody. Actually, I don't care. We haven't talked. We don't even give a fuck. I don't care. Like, I (laughs) fucking care. I love, we love this book. You have four stars. Please read it. Yeah. But (laughs) I will say, have you seen that new TikTok thing where they tell you to press down on their tummy? Yeah, and I've done it before, but um, it it reminds me of the gynecologist. Is it to squirt? No, it's like, no, I hate, no. It's, 
I'm not going to say I hate squirting. I mean, I don't, but if you do, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I've never, I've never I, I squirted. I don't care, but like, I just, it's not, it's not my thing. It's um, a cleanup that I don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm already dealing with like jizz. I don't want to deal with like something else, you know? It's cause I'm the one um, that has to clean up everything in my home. So <laughs> correct. Correct. <laughs> I don't want to have like changed my sheets continuously, you right. know, like laundry's enough already. Right. Um, no. So like, you know how like your G spot sits you know, where it sits. Yeah. Sometimes, most of the time, men don't like – in books, you read it, and the men get the G-spot every time, right? Like, most of the time, it's like you're kind of like every every girl's different or their bodies are. But if you press down, it like pushes the G-spot down to meet the tip of the penis. So then it's like you're getting more G-spot stimulation. But I just feel like I'm at the gynecologist when people do that. So – it does. I mean, it's it's fine. Um, I just always think of my gynecologist, and then I'm like, I'm good, thanks. Yeah. So I didn't want to try that because I thought it was gonna. <laughs> I thought it was about squirting, and they were like, <laughs> and they were like, girls who get it get it, and girls who don't don't. And I was like, oh. I mean, maybe you do, but like in my experience, that's not is what has happened. That's actually what I hate the most. That's the trend I hate. If anyone wanted to know, when we were in December leading into January, and we weren't talking about anything. On TikTok, that fucking girls who get it, get it, and the girls who don't, don't. Like, I was like, you're right. I'm almost 30 and I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. I have been having sex longer than the girl making this video. Right. And, and I, I don't, don't get, get it. it. Fuck you. Fuck you and your cute It's also dates. like maybe we're a little too comfortable sometimes on TikTok. The girls who get it. The girls who don't, don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's – we'll bring it back. All right. Anyways, back, back to the scene. <laughs> so I did – I did think he was like a daddy for that maneuver. Um, Two, you can hold my arms down anytime you want. That's fine. Love it. Then he comes in with fucking dominant daddy over here that's like, you're going to say my name when you come on this cock. you going to say my name, say my say name. <laughs> I was waiting on it. around you, say baby, I, I love it. you. Chain. Say my name, say my name. I mean, just the... Gabe is acting shady. <laughs> he ain't calling his baby. <laughs> Why the sudden change? Yeah, um, the dirty talk for Lincoln is just elite to me. It's the perfect mix between like praise and sassy slash degradation. And I fucking love it. Love it. So then after they're done, everything's fine. She like passes out of sleep. And I love this moment because aftercare is so important. Okay. Aftercare is important. But I love this because I appreciate the sentiment behind this. He was going to go and get her a warm wash rag to clean up and, like, take care of the JJ. What a man. But then she's asleep and, like, male pride comes in. And he's like, nah. <laughs> nah. I'm going to let that drip out. I'm going to let that marinate. <laughs> she going to like that in the morning. And all I thought – Honestly, Hallie, because I'm such a nut job, even with my own husband, I'm like, I'm going to have a UTI because I obviously know where your penis is every day, but I am unsure. So maybe I'll get a UTI from your dick that is only ever in my vagina all the time. But guess what? I am going to pee immediately after because I don't trust your penis, Steven. <laughs> I just don't want to wake up with that. God, could you just like... 
Like I've been there, done it too many times, and I just don't like it. I'm like, I feel disgusting the next morning. I'm just like, oh god. Well, what I, is this? I always have a UTI. Like there is hundred percent a burning sensation if I don't pee after sex. And same. But what pisses me off is men, they just get to pee. They, I mean, they don't have to pee. They can just pee if they want, but they don't have to pee. Like I yeah. have to pee. I have to wait for whatever decides to take place down there and then I have to gently do what I have to do so but it's just like I hate it I hate men they have everything so easy but I appreciate the gesture I think you Lincoln <laughs> yeah we want to keep talking about smut keep talking to smut or we can go back into the case we can do a little case moment we can do a case moment cool let's do a case moment cool. um you want to talk about my case moment was when I think um the childhood best friends with Isa, when he goes and shows the picture, and Gabe gives him shit for it. I thought that is when I really was like, he the whole time has been like, no, man, no, man, no, like, you're just fucking, like, he's honestly been the biggest one. Like, Isa's like, come on. Like, she, everyone who tells him to stop worrying about Morgan Jensen is about his mental health. They're like, come on, Lincoln. Like, come on. This isn't healthy for you. Like, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe they're right. Something else is still out there. But you've got to let this go, man. you got to move on. Gabe, though, he's like the fucking, like, poker. He's like, no, man. Like, you know she's dead. They found blood, a little bit of blood on the wall at the Jensen's house the night of. And that's when – that was my only case moment that I decided I wanted to talk well, about. Well, no, I, I like where you're going with this in the terms of, like, Gabe is – there's another moment too where Gabe manipulates a lot of these situations. Yes. Um, that was one of them. Another one that I picked up on was never Alex, Gabe, and Lincoln are all on the boat together. And Gabe is the first time you really see Gabe. Like he's showing the picture of his son to Alex. And then without even, like, being questioned about it, he, like, shows the picture of Daisy, his wife, Lincoln's sister. And he starts just, like, aggressively talking about, like, how hot they are for each other and, like, all this set. And I'm like, you're trying too hard right now. It's weird. But I firmly believe, like, he was doing that to get Lincoln to be like, can you shut up at my sister? Yeah. So then he can be like, oh, well, spill the beans about, oh, well, you're fucking the – the detective in front of Alex. Right. So then it's like, because again, we know this whole time, like Gabe was trying to set up Lincoln for his reasons that we'll get into later. So then it was like another way, I think, of just like making the detectives like focus on Lincoln and like be more like, oh, that's interesting. Right. I thought it would like, then again, it goes back to the, the, if you're his friend, like that's a red flag. Like, what are you doing? He he manipulated the entire conversation. The the entire time. And like what even like more bugs me about Gabe is not only just like his bullshit of trying to manipulate the conversation, it's his lack of just confidence in what he knows he's doing. He is pushing these situations even harder at everyone around him. He's making life hard for Daisy. He's making life hard for Lincoln. He's making life hard for himself. He is like doing a bad police work and all of this shit and being such an asshole, but yet he then pushes everyone else to think everything else. It's like he is crumbling from all areas. And you've got poor Lincoln who's like, I just want to help my best friend. 
I don't yeah. want to rat him out to Daisy. I don't, you know, that he's been here, there, wherever. I don't want to do that. Like, it's just, Gabe sucks. Gabe, Gabe sucks. That's that. Yeah. I think it's interesting because, again, I just finished this book, like, this morning. So then I got to the big ending, which we'll get to in a minute. But knowing what we know how it ends and, like, Gabe's whole side of it, now that like, you bring up, like, all these things, like, he definitely was spiraling. Understandably, though. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's been sitting here for years, like, putting these things into motion. And, like, now, like, his bit – I can imagine, like, his stress level of, like – Yeah. You can definitely see where he's just, like – a little crazy. And then He's losing you, it. And then when you guys, when we finally get to the end and like, we feel, I mean, obviously you read it, then you know who we're talking about, but, and why we're talking about him. But when you get to the end, you realize that this is something that's been going on since childhood. Yeah. Like this right here. So. And his child is the one that kind of spurs all of this on. Yep. Right. Yep. So it's very interesting. I, but I, yeah, he gave me the creeps. He really, he gave me the creeps. I didn't like the way he treated Lincoln as a friend. And like, it was just fucking weird. Like, I was like, you were an asshole. He's the most annoying. He, whatever. Alex, yeah. Alex was annoying, yeah. but Gabe, I think because he's a shit dad, pissed me off. Please, can we talk about the church? Yes. Please can't talk about the church. So at this point, the neck after the hand, that hand belongs to Tracy Cartwright, who is Preacher Cartwright's wife. And her body is found at the lighthouse. At the lighthouse, yeah. Yep. So Paul Jensen, now they're like, maybe it is Paul. But then she's even like, I don't think it's Paul, honestly. I think he's being set up. And I think it's a cop because of all the lack of bullshit going on around here. So yeah. she's like, I'm going to go to the church. To see if I can talk to Preacher Cartwright. Yeah. And she gets to the church. And at first, like, no one's there. Yep. And then she's, like, kind of walking around and she hears some people talking. And she opens the door and it's Issa mm -hmm. um, crying and talking to Lincoln. And I love this kind of moment here, too, where, like, she's kind of jealous at first, like, thinking something's happening. And then Issa comes up to her and you can tell Issa again is, like, trying to look at her and, like, see if this is actually Morgan or she's not. She's, like, not looking at her, but, like, investigating her. Like, she's yeah, she's, like, like she looking it? into her eyes. She's, like, trying to put together, like, is this my friend that I grew up with or not? So I love that kind of little moment, too, little snippet. And then she ends up leaving. And then you have this moment where Lincoln and her – I really loved this scene before even the sex part of it. This is the scene where Lincoln finally shows her the picture that he has in his hand. And she's like, oh, looks like you finally found a picture of me. And he goes, well, that's not you. That's Morgan Jensen. And that's the last day she was seen alive. So then we get into like, she's like, what the fuck? Like, she's whatever. in complete disbelief. Yeah, she's not – she's never going to, like – he he realized in this moment, like, she's she immediately rejects it. And he – my heart really kind of broke for him here because for a second, he starts to realize that, like, no matter what I do, no matter how many pictures I show her or, like, newspaper articles or anything, 
She's never going to believe me ever. Well, and he points out all these things that he knows about his Morgan, which right. is like. So then, yeah, so I'm getting it. But like, okay. he, I love this more emotional moment because he's yeah. like, I started to give in. I'm giving up. And then he's like, yeah, the longer I look, the more I begin to remember. And then he starts getting all, like he said, these flashbacks of, and we see them too, of like them growing up together on the Lighthouse Festival and like she's eating strawberries and she's allergic and all these things. And he's like, you know what? I'm not done. He never stops fighting for her ever. And so then he like starts questioning her and he's like, are you allergic to strawberries? And she's like, that's none of your business. And he's like, so yeah, you are. And then he's like, what about the straw in your hand? How'd you get that? And we know that like Morgan, aka Sloan, doesn't remember a lot of her childhood memories. And she's like, like she in this moment, she's kind of like, I don't really know. And he's like, oh, that's a hamster bite. Like, oh, I know all these things about you and your body. Like, I know this is you, period. So then we get into this like, one of my favorite conversations they have in like a passionate lover's sense because she's finally – basically she admits like you're under my skin. Which for her is a big deal. Yeah. It was really big. Like at this point in their whole relationship, when they're going through this and they're just like in all of their tension and just all – one, it's sexual tension. Two, it's just – emotional tension three they have this huge bond that lincoln is aware of sloan at this point morgan sloan she She is but she's rejecting it she's rejecting it fully like she can't accept that that's her life and it's just like this the the church scene for me was the moment like yes we get into later where she like finally accepts it whatever blah 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 but at this point i was like they are this is it and then I love whenever he finally admits how, like, he can't even, like, breathe around her. I love that line. There are certain movies and books that always have this, like, element of, like, I'm so in love with you. I can't breathe. And, like, when he says this, I'm just, like, I'm done. I, I'm, I'm a goner. And so then they finally get into this smut scene. The sexual tension has been building. It's been building. And I love – which – it's a big thing for men, and I don't know if a lot of men admit it. When a woman gives it back to him, Lincoln admits like, oh, this is turning me on. And he gets turned on by her feistiness. And I just – everyone, I have to preface, like, mind you, they're in a church. This is priest all fucking love They're in the pastor's <laughs> office. office on his desk. They are in Father Bell's <laughs> room <laughs> alone. Let's just put it that way. So he kind of like – as they've been talking, though, he's been pushing her back against oh, yeah. the desk. The tension. Yes. And and she's like, there's nothing going on with us. And he's like, bitch, please, let me prove to you something is going on. Do, 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 do. So he, like, throws her ass back on the thing. And it's like, filling her up. And he's like, oh, does that feel like nothing to you? And then he, like, rubs his boner on her. And it's like, oh, he, he, like, touches his heart. And his heart's, like, racing. Mm-hmm. Then he, like, rubs his dick on her. And he's like, I don't really usually get hard when I'm nervous. Like, calm down. And, and then he, he slowly pulls those panties down, which I whew, I got. I was about it. And then they just keep going back and forth in the scene. I was panting during the scene, like, flushing. Sloan, but the thing is, Sloan finally gets in. He starts fingering her, and she, like, at this point, while they're having sex, and he's, like, building her up, she, like, accepts that she may be Morgan and may not remember it, but she also, like, wants Lincoln. She's like, you know what? 
even if I am her or I'm not her, like there, he is right. There is something here. So yeah. He, at one point he's like about to go down on her and he's teasing her and he's like, tell me I'm not crazy. Yep. And you really start to see some like a little emotional things going on here for Lincoln. He's grown up for 20 years with everyone telling him he's crazy. And she's, he says like, and that you don't hate me. Yeah, he goes, and that tell me you don't hate me. And that's whenever she's like, I know for a fact, like I'll never hate him. Like I've never have, I never will. And then he says, tell me you're mine. All day, baby. All fucking day. You're mine. And with that, then he's like, I'm going to eat you out. And she uh, <laughs> finally comes. Like, literally, she yeah. finally gets to come. Thank God. But. And guess what? Guess who fucking comes interrupting? Guess who? Karina. Karina, are you in here? the fuck out of here. Karina. Karina. Like, it's so annoying. I hate, I hate and him. she, they, like, abruptly stop. She, like, pulls up her panties. And, her and, and I love they, it, like. Lincoln's like smirking, like uh-huh. she's like, "Don't start." Yeah. And Lincoln walks in, and then they say they finally have a warrant for Paul Jensen. So then we move to a couple days later, and so the only reason I'm mentioning this is because we finally get an answer to the whole Black Roses thing, and we learn a lot. That's right. We learn a lot about um, she sees his tattoos, Morgan Jensen's family, and then we also learn about this whole Black Rose thing. So. Sloan wakes up from her dream. She's like, this dream that she's been having where she jumps off a cliff and lands in a bed of black roses. So on Lincoln's chest because she gets home, he gets home the night before and he realizes that she's in bed and he climbs in with her. Like he's not even going to kick her out. Like at this point they're fucking. He's like, I don't even care if Alex sees us. Like I don't give a fuck. And he, so she wakes up and then she realizes that he's asleep next to her. And she looks at him, and then she's, like, finally noticing and being able to take in his tattoos. And he has black roses on his chest. And she's like, holy fuck. That's, like, my dream. And he's like, huh. And then he wakes up because he hears her kind of stirring a little bit. And they get into a discussion just about their lives in general. And then while he's calming her, she asks about the tattoos. And she learns that, like, he drew them himself. A little sketch artist. And... We learn more about the, his friendship with Morgan. Um, she was bullied a lot and because of her mom's schizophrenia. Um, but her mom loved gardening. And Morgan's favorite flower was these deep purple roses that her mom grew. But they almost, like, looked pitch black from far away. So that was, like, his memory of her was having those roses. I, he never says across his heart, but just on his chest. But I imagine it's across his heart. Yeah, it's, like, up his left bicep and, like, to his heart. Oh, well, then maybe it said it, and I just didn't – I'm dumb. So I literally just read it this morning. So that's uh, the only reason I knew that. So. <laughs> so, yeah, and then she – he asked Sloane if any of this rings a bell, and she is too afraid to tell him about her Black Roses dream because more and more things could happen – keep happening that make her realize that she is Morgan Jensen. But she doesn't want to accept it. Yeah. And then she finally talks to her dad at the police station. Um, can we talk about whenever she goes to Paula Jensen's house and she has the flashback of, like, she now knows that, like, Paula Jensen is her dad. Like, she had a flashback. She's slowly coming to it. But then she goes home. And I'm just going to say, this was probably one of the hottest blowjob scenes I've ever read in my life. It was really good. 
Like, this was a damn good blowjob scene. So she Lincoln, like, comes, comes home from the shower, goes to his bedroom. She's there. She's upset because of what she just had with her dad and, like, the flashback and whatever. So what does she do? She wants to distract herself, right? We're going to now avoid. We're now avoiding everything. She comes out with towel on. And old Morgan wants the dick. She said, ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Hold the fuck on. I have one small issue with this, and it's coming. So during this, they are, she's giving him a blowjob. Messy, dirty, everything actually. Sloppy. He. Oh, God. What's your issue? Because I had no issue at all with any of this. You, when he takes the picture? Oh, no, I, I was here. Have you never done that? Um, no, no one has a picture of me slobbing all over a dick. No one has pictures of me because I did them with my phones and I had control of it. Um, but yeah, I've definitely done that before. You, I had like a full-blown sex tape at one point. You, you, selfie? no, not me, but like the guy like took my phone and did it. Yeah, he doesn't do that. But still, I was just, she was like, yes, I want to see a picture with, of me with a cock in I my thought mouth. it was hot as fuck. Been there, done that hot i guess like i um with what with what it is today if i was casually dating with the level of like all that probably not but like in college that wasn't like you didn't hear about that as much like revenge porn or like whatever people do these days i also did it with like my serious boyfriend at the time of like three years so i felt really safe with it um but yeah, when we broke up, like the first thing I did was like get all of that. And I like watched him delete everything off his phone. Um, but I think it's hot as fuck. I thought it was hands down just fantastic. Yeah, that's just not. Um... I never watched what I did, but like he wanted it. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of hot. He wants to keep it. Fine. Yeah, no, not for hot. me. Not for me. Loved it. His commentary here. Oh, my God. <laughs> He is a fantastic dirty talker. He also like blacks out from this blowjob. I'm gonna well tell done, you, Morgan. <laughs> well done. Yeah, she, he gets all dizzy, but you he would literally blacks out. But like, <laughs> I just I can't move through the pictures. And he's watching him, and he's watching her give him the blowjob through the phone. Through the phone, and he's like has the. Uh, What's the word? Like when you like continuously capturing? Burst. So he has like, yeah, burst. he has burst. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a yeah. hundred pictures a shot. Uh-huh. I was I fucking I, loved it. I was just like, oh, guys. But hey, hey, you know what? Hey, that's like the voyeurs thing. That So that's what that reminded me of was it gives him a moment to be, it's like he's watching, he said he's watching her in his like on his own private screen. It's like a voyeurs it's thing. fucking that hot. I, like, I got it. I understand. It could be kinky. Like, I get it. It's just not not going to happen for Taylor. Maybe. It's just not. <laughs> it's not going to happen for Taylor ever. Like, you say maybe. Like, maybe. No. <laughs> you never know. So then after that. I do. <laughs> so then after that, we find out. He's asking questions about, like, what can you tell me about the night that, like, Morgan disappeared? And he's like, let me just show you. So then he goes to, like, get his little box. Of his things and dun da da da, it's not there. It's not there. So, but so he's like, who could do that? 
and oh somebody brings up klepsky for the first yes time. this is when klepsky now enters the chat because you have to realize these are the things the roads that we, the avenues we've been given and this is why i can't trust it we've been given the possible well we lincoln we <laughs> lincoln wasn't it we thought gabe because he gabe. was sus then you get lobster king then you father get father cartwright father cartwright then you get klepsky and you're like, where am I? What am I doing? Yeah. Like, this is how I, this is why I was having issues. Like, last night you were like, how did you not understand? And I was like, because we're given <laughs> five different avenues to go down. And at this point, I was like, there better be a, there's going to be a huge, fu- I, there's going to be a fucking huge twist. I can't, fu- like, and then finally I got to the end of the book and I was like, oh, I was right the whole time. Whatever. Okay. So, does that oh, yeah, only you would be like disappointed you're right i'm like yes i was right and david's like your man's right <laughs> i was i was upset and like no one was understanding this so what we were talking with about they were like yeah like i i know and i was like why isn't anyone like i think i always like knew the the klepsky thing though threw me i did not see the klepsky thing until this moment and then in this moment i knew like okay he's got something to do with it but gabe never like left my mind I knew it had something to do with the church or his mom because it was all of her like church friends or moms. But I like knew all that, but I was more interested in like, how are we going to get there? What, how, how is the story actually going to all like come together? Like, I, I know the end goal, but I don't know the journey. I don't know the journey to get there. Yeah. I just was in a state of, it wasn't confusing. I confusing. It was just like, it was just like, like conflustered. I was, yeah, I was confused and flustered at the same time. But yes, so we get, they think immediately that Klepsi took the box because he was the only one that went on the boat to like kind of get evidence that really wasn't ever obtained. So he's the only one that maybe would have known that a box was in the place that it was on the boat. So yeah. And okay. then she's like, well, what was in it? And he was like, oh, like there's this, she's like, well, why would he take it? And he's like, well, there's a picture of him in it. There's pictures of him in it. And that's when we like finally, again, realized it was really a group of them, five, you know, five children, all our best friends. And they were all at this church and she's like okay wait a minute like the church and like the cartwrights and like all these things and then of course conveniently sandra wilkinson shows up yes and she's the preacher's secretary and she's got something to say yeah and it's juicy and she just basically what we hear basically is like he's not the man everyone thinks he is yeah there's some things here and i kept i felt so I wanted to feel bad for her. But at the same time, I was like, now that I know what happened, I was like. When we. All right, let's just let's just go to the end then. Let's just wrap it up here. And then we'll talk about the Halloween sex scene because that's a good one, too. And then we'll finish it up. Yep. Whenever we get to the end and we realize that Gabe is at like the crux of this, right? He was abused by the preacher and now that he has a son his whole thing i think the whole question of like well why now i think it's because he had a son and he's like my son will not live in this town and go through what i went through and so he starts targeting all of the women or people that knew something was off or that wasn't paying attention to the children and what was going on who people who never came forward like sandra wilkinson um and that's why he picks these victims. Is who ends up getting murked too. Like Sandra yeah. gets killed too. And he's like, 
all these people, you know, that should have known or should have paid attention or knew something or like just didn't want to speak out about the preacher in the town. Like, fuck them. I'm going to kill them all because of what was happened to me. I can't hate Gabe now. Yes, murder's wrong. But like, I get 100% why he did what he did. Yep. Um, And ultimately, that's why he has this thing against Morgan is because Lincoln was his best friend and Lincoln never was at church when all of them were getting abused because Lincoln would always miss out and then go off with Morgan. Exactly. And Lincoln would always protect Morgan and stand up for her immediately, but he would never do it for Gabe. I do like, though, at the end, Lincoln, who does throughout the entire book, take on so much guilt from, like, everywhere. I do think that was more of, like, a character development for him in the end. He was like, yes, I feel horrible, but also that's not my responsibility. I was also a child. I was 11 years old. I I couldn't have stopped that. I didn't know. Yeah. I did like that growth there of, like, I can feel bad about this and not take it on. So I like that growth for Lincoln then. I did too. And then you kind of learn, like, the whole – what ends up happening with the game scene, like um, you get Sloan who goes to visit her dad. She's like, I finally, Paul Jensen. So Sloan, actually Morgan Jensen. We'll start now. You know what? We're at that point. Morgan goes to visit her dad. Finally, Paul. And um, when she gets there, she sees preacher Cartwright's body with the Signasty completely mutilated like woo hanging like hang like it's not good and he she he has the Signasty Fatum Tuum on there and she realizes oh like so she knows that at this point that Kalebski not the murderer like who we yeah. murder still and she loop. knows it's a setup too because yeah. none of the blood is like around car like he's been no. moved there yeah and like almost set up for her to see right, right. so then she goes outside because she's like I'm gonna call the, the the coppers, the cops <laughs> to come because we're, we're and Klebski's clear because this is fucking nuts. And as she does that, she hears footsteps behind her that keep approaching, keep approaching. And I love the dream parallel of the scene. Yes. And it was like, then I was like, it's going to be Gabe that has something to do with like her disappearance. Right. So then she, at this point, when Gabe shows up, she immediately clicks in her head. She's like, Gabe's the murderer. And they he starts to back her up and kind of explain everything that's going on towards the cliff that's in her dream. And she then at this point, as he's like saying like, Oh, I just wanted you gone. Like blah, blah, blah. Lincoln was my friend and explaining X, Y, and Z that happened with preacher Cartwright, everything. She gets a flashback of what actually happened, which has just been in her subconscious, I think with her dreams and Gabe, um, that night, young, they're both young, they're kids. Yeah, um, he's 13. And yeah. he basically thinks if I can get rid of Morgan, then Link will no longer care about her and be my friend. And he'll see what's going on and like he'll stand up for me now. And like, I'll have someone all on my these side. Things. Yeah. Right. And so he has a knife and he ends up like wanting to kill her. And then his mom, her mom, I loved this was so like, I was like literally teared up because like, her mom at this moment is schizophrenic, but she's also, like, so far gone. Like, she doesn't even, like, recognize her daughter anymore. She doesn't – she's living in, like, her own little land. And to the point where, like, Morgan doesn't even want to be around her mom anymore. But her mom has, like, this moment of clarity when her daughter is in danger, right? 
and he goes to stab Morgan and her mom jumps in front of her. And so he kills her mom. And what does he say? He ends up like, I thought I finished you or something, but he hit her over the head of the rock and then like put her in the water or something. Yeah. Well, he said, I should have known that hitting someone off a rock and throwing them off. He's like, I should have double checked. Yeah. Yeah, That throwing her off the cliff would have actually killed you. And then he brings forward the gun and now we know he's about to really finish her off. Yep. And then we jump into Lincoln's point of view. Who's at his house or at um, his mom's house where like Gabe and Daisy are living with their child. And no, no, that's before. That's before actually. Even, yeah, like even before, before that, like Gabe comes over and you have this weird moment with no, Gabe no, and him. It's Gabe and him. He's at his mom's house. Yeah, and, like, Gabe just being very weird, and he brings Mm -hmm. up how, like, they lifeguarded together one summer, and, like, it felt good to have him around finally. Um, It took the pressure off him, and Lincoln was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You were a 13-year-old lifeguard. Like, calm down. Yeah. But you could tell, like, there was definitely, like, a – I thought it was going to be more like an obsession with Link of, like, oh, I have my friend all to myself kind of thing. Um. But that's when you kind of get that clarity of like, okay, this is what's happening. (laughs) Right. Like this – okay, Gabe's Gabe's telling a lot here without actually saying it. Without saying anything that would (laughs) – I mean, I just – I hate it. Like you said, you can't hate – you can't hate Gabe because you know where it's all coming He's also a victim. Yeah, he's also a victim. And then then, like I just – I don't know. I, I did. I just like hated this whole end of the book and especially like how just Gabe is like hurting and things like that. That was really hard for me because like I want to feel bad for Sloan. Like I do. Like I feel bad for you. But then I'm like <sighs> kind of poor Gabe. He's got all this trauma that no one ever helped him with. Yeah. And then you think about like Lincoln who's like this is your friend of 20 years and to for Lincoln and even his wife Daisy who's like see you know find out that this is what happened and what he was doing and what he was going through and yeah it's just a lot of it yeah I can't imagine yeah it's just it's the end of the story is a lot so yeah so then like basically Lincoln it's like all right cool man here's your baby I'm gone he like goes off and like does he like works on like some reports or something no no he house. goes he goes upstairs is are you getting to that point yeah he like okay. yeah Lincoln goes and like What's his face? Gabe is like, I'm going to put the baby down for a nap. Gabe goes and like works on something for the boat in the kitchen. And after a moment, you know, after some hours go by, he ends up going to find Gabe and realizes Gabe isn't at the house anymore. The baby's in the crib. And he goes upstairs and he has this weird feeling. And he goes back to the guest bedroom, which they used in the Halloween scene. And even like in the Halloween like smut scene, he like notices that like the bed's made up. And he's like, even like things like, does Gabe sleep in here when he's not sleeping with Daisy? So then he goes back in that room and he realizes the room is like completely trashed. It's bad. It's Broken bad. He's like, what the fuck is happening here? So then he's like about to like leave and then he looks over and he sees the box, his box underneath the bed. And he pulls it out and he sees like not everything is in there, but like certain things are. And he sees the black rose, like a dead wilted black rose. He sees the Sunday school picture, but they're at like a pool party at the preacher's house and like the preacher's like holding on to Gabe and Gabe looks terrified, petrified, right? Um, 
And so he starts putting all this together and he's like, wait a minute. So then he's on his way to check on Sloan, Morgan, Sloan, whatever her name is. So he goes to Peter Jensen's and he goes to Peter's and he's like, where is she? He's like, I haven't seen her. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck do you mean you haven't seen her? Yeah, she said she was coming here. And then they end up like hearing a gunshot and he goes outside and he tells, you know, Paul to call the cops and he ends up kind of sneaking up on this scene that we come back to. And yeah, he finally figures out what's all happening with old, old Gabe and it's pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, and like Gabe basically tells – because he like tries to stop him and Gabe's like, you know – he, like you said, he explains the whole thing about the childhood. We realize that he's been, uh, you know, sexually abused by Preacher Cartwright. And he tries to explain that. And he doesn't – he's like, well, what now? And he tries to shoot. Lincoln. Yeah. But I do kind of like that, like, her dad at the end of the day got to, like, come save her, you know? Paul Jensen comes out with his gun, ends up shooting Gabe. Gabe doesn't die. Hey, boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hey boy. And we caught him, and he ends up like going to jail. Basically, we're not the end of the book. He ends up getting sentenced, and we'll tell. Let's do Halloween smut, and then we'll do okay, that and then we'll yeah, let's do that. So she shows up at the Halloween party, dressed as Halle Berry and a motherfucking and- <laughs> suit, bitch. I was like, of course you are. Of course, I loved it. And he is an undercover cop, and he's got fucking handcuffs. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. Also, on the professional note, you're just going to show up at the town Halloween party and be making out with the guy. <laughs> My thought process on this was like, one, she's like, I, sh- I came to the Halloween party because I thought it would be important for there to be a police presence here. Okay. You didn't have to dress up. But she's dressed in a costume. Like, what are you – this is my thought. If something goes down, you're going to arrest somebody in a cat suit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, like, you know how that works. Like, she would be on the news, like, you know, <laughs> wa- escorting someone as Halle Berry. As Halle Berry in a fucking cat suit. But for sure, yes, yes. For sure. For she the would book, be yes. using um, Lincoln's handcuff as part of his costume. Hey, give me that. She ain't hide nothing in her skin-tight little latex suit. Oh, that's funny. So, how does it start? They basically, what, have a – she, like, drags him into the bathroom. Well, she's, like um, – she drags. oh, it's because of Kalevsky. They have that – the thing in the middle of the room Oh, Kalevsky, that's right. And she, like, stands up and Kalevsky calls her a bitch. They confront Kalevsky. Kalevsky, like, calls her a bitch. And he's, like, get the fuck off my lady, bitch. And she's, like, um, you can't act like that because I didn't need your help. I can. I don't need you to save me. And he bullshit. Kalebski says that he goes, yeah, Morgan Jensen, like in front of everybody at the party. So oh, that's just right. Like, he like completely embarrasses yeah, her. Completely embarrasses her. So she goes to the bathroom. They go to talk, and then <sighs> it begins. And um, he ends up. Uh, he ends up like saying something here where he is like talking about. Um, how, like, his soul, like, always recognized hers and, like, we get more of his, like, emotional background with Morgan and he ends up saying that, like, 
there's something deeper here. I've always known it was you, period. And he ends up saying I've always like a premonition. And I always knew when something was wrong with Morgan because that's how close we were. I knew the day that she went missing, that like something was wrong. I felt sick to my stomach, all this stuff. And he's like, you can't tell me that like none of that means anything here. And so they end up like making out. It's a very good, very good scene, very good emotional scene. Then they end up making out. Things get hot and heavy. Quick. And he's like, if we do this again, like there's no going back. He's just reiterating, like, you're mine now, period. And if someone disrespects you, I'm going to fucking whip their ass. Okay? Because you're, you're my lady. You're my and lady. Like, I don't care if you think you need my protection. You've got my protection regardless. All right. Shit. That's that. I mean, okay. shit. Cool. And so he's like, take off your costume. He's all demanding now. Like, yes, daddy, whatever. I also love whenever he tells her to get on the bed and put her hands above her head. She's like, she writes like scrambling clumsily into position. Like, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> like, I literally thought she was just like. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish y'all could see Gayla right now. It's only <laughs> like, 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 she's definitely. <laughs> and she just like is on her knees on the bed and just has her head. Just her. I keep moving the <laughs> whatever microwave. you say. Whatever I you keep say, moving Daddy. the mic away from my mouth, but she's like, just hands above. Like, okay, yes, Daddy, I'm ready. I'm here. What next? <laughs> yeah. So he gets the handcuffs and fucking janks her ass up into this bed. Mm. Have you ever used handcuffs in sex? I have not. I have not. I've never been. Yeah, no. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we'll try. I don't I know. I haven't ever had like my hands restrained. Well, I have like hands on wrists, like my wrists. Correct. Same. Like, but I've never had like another prop brought in to do the restraining. I will say this is hot and it is. I just thought about this and I was like, ugh. When you. <laughs> just you now. I just went. <laughs> but you know when someone has your hands above your head and you hold, they're holding it and mm-hmm. they're using that to force Deeper, you're do like, I? Fuck me, man. Do I? Do I? All this, all this. You know what? This whole story and their sex scenes were so relatable to an extent yeah. that, yeah. and that's what I thought I really liked because that they're a relatable couple. And I feel like because a lot of the stuff that we read, like Father Bell, like Jesus Christ, <laughs> like demon sex, like yeah, like demon sex. You know what I mean? And you're like, okay, well, as much as I want to pretend, but that, that's not gonna happen. But this was like we haven't read a book in so long that was like realistic sex that I like normal have. realistic sex. Yeah. Like I was like thrum. Like I was like, oh god. Like, no, I, it was so fucking hot. It was. It was hot. Wow. It was hot. And again, he's like, I should take a picture of you like this. And she's like, yeah, do it. <laughs> I want to see. I literally was at that. I was like, Jesus. No, oh. I, I get it. I totally get it. He's like, you're a dirty girl. And I'm like, yes, I am. Oh, we didn't even again. bring up we didn't even bring up something in the church scene. Sinful like, girl. Oh, my little sinful girl. Um, I did like, I thought it was pretty fucking smooth. I don't know if Sav or Emily wrote this scene, but when he's like, there's no better place to worship you. Yes! That was smooth. Yes, I, I had that, that was fucking yes. smooth. God, that was smooth. That was mm, a no better place was, than the church. Nice. So then he's like, you know, I got something else in mind. And he says, 
he ends up like when using sex, like manipulator here a little bit. He's like, tell me you believe me. And she's like, what? <laughs> He's like, tell me you believe me. Like, period. No secret, no lies or half-truths, like nothing. Great. Just It's just you and me. You're Morgan. You're going to tell me you believe me and I'm not crazy. And she agrees. Mm. She's like, I am. They do write something here that made me go, uh, no. And it was, I feel my calm release deep inside of her painting. <laughs> my painting her inner walls like a French masterpiece. I don't think that needed to be in there, but that's okay. Yeah, you know, I don't need to envision any cum going inside of a vagina. I'm like, it's not a French masterpiece. It's, believe me, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not at all. Looks like a fucking snot rocket on your stomach. Yeah, <laughs> like, I hate you. Right wow, now, that's what it looks that. like. It looks oh, like a, we're like a loogie. So like a, I, uh, I'm going to die. Do not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't. Either way, oh God, the visual. Get it out of my head right now. Get it out. Move along. Move along. Okay. You know what? Yeah. I, I'm just actually, I'm not going to comment. Everything was great. It's a four star book. <laughs> four star book. Do you have any closing thoughts? <laughs> um, no. Uh, that, that was it. Um, yeah, that was it. I do. I will just say um, thanks, everybody, for always listening to us. Uh, we're so excited to be starting season two of Let's Talk About Smut. And this episode was chaotic and we're if you're here still by this point um we love you and Hallie what book are we reading next because I know we had a list but are we sticking to that list or are we just gonna announce it on insta I will make this announcement that I know is coming one in March my birthday month we will be doing happy birthday to me sorry Taylor you're here for the ride we will be launching our first ever series and we will be reading back to back to back devil's night starting in March what an endeavor. <laughs> so that's fine. I really like this. I I was fine. Get that's in March. <clears throat> um, our next I'm gonna have to reread Devil's Night. Bro, me too. My third time. Let's do it. I'll read with I'm you. Ready. Okay. I'll read with you, girl. It's about time we get through these. Series time. Um, the next book is Neon Gods by Katie Robert. Yay! A Persephone retelling. Modern day Greek mythology retelling. Beautiful. But yes, welcome. We're back. You can expect episodes just being fucking shot from the hip from left to right <laughs> for a while because we're here. We're ready. We're also going to start doing um, a kind of more. You guys really loved our hang with the host, which we love yeah. because we sit here with this confidence barrier that we don't really know if anyone really likes us. And then we're like, no, people think we are fucking funny. Yay. Yeah, it's really fun. So um, we will be doing more like hang out with the host, have some of our Instagram followers on and other book talk, bookstagram ladies and gentlemen on. Yeah, a little like mini-sodes like once a month where we just kind of have fun and like chat. And then we also will have some really exciting stuff that Hallie and I uh, have cooking with just like things we're interested in sexually and also like <laughs> questions that we have. Like if you followed us with our nodding situation on oh Instagram, um, I loved it. that's what some of our mini-sodes are going to be on. So yeah, um, I plan to um, at one point to interview like a erotic piercer. Um, one of my friends' uh, boyfriends does that for a living, and I'm pumped to get all the details on that because I know nothing about yeah. penis piercings. Okay, guys, I think that's it.
We hope you enjoyed this episode. Every other week we'll be releasing an episode and feel free to follow us on Let's Talk About Smut podcast. On Insta. And all right. Bye, Hallie. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>